Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son to include everyone. I tuck you in, always been. Keep you free from sin till the salmon he comes. Ah. <laughs> Sleep with one eye open. Gripping your pillow tight. Exit light. And tonight. <laughs> Take my hand. We're off to Naval Naverland. That's all I got for you, buddy. That's <laughs> Mike, that was actually amazing. And nobody's right. ever done that track, man. Okay. I, that and you figure my mind. It would have shot like it, it why didn't it show up sooner, man? You know what? When I when I thought about it today, I'm like, I gotta it's gotta be Metallica. <laughs> it's gotta be. So I'm here. We here are here at AdventureX. Yes. So I, I love this space. Mike, you introduced me to the gentleman yeah. here at AdventureX, and we had a great podcast the other day, and now we're talking with you. Mike Campbell, so you're from Integral Bell? Integra Bell. Integra Bell, right? Yeah. So you find you at uh, on Instagram at, at Integra Bell, and then also the website is www.ibbg.ca. And if you want to reach out his digits and give him some work, 905-691-3830. And then the email is mike at ibbg.ca. Thank you so much. Mike, thanks so much for reaching out to me. We've had great conversations on the phone. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I want to record these conversations, man. As, as, as it's kind of twisted that it sounds. But I want to just document these conversations. Yeah. So you reached out. What do we want to talk about today? Let's get into um, missed opportunities. So I was... Listening to a podcast you had, uh, this might this may be a couple of weeks back, and it was the homeowner. Tell me, tell me what they said, and all of a sudden I'll yeah, tell you which one. Yeah, it was the home. It was I think it was Hell Homeowner. Oh, Homeowner okay. Hell. Yeah, yeah. So and that I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I, I I loved it. It was, uh, but it was missed opportunities. Yes. Because, you know, I'm listening to that going. I'm going. Oh man, I kill for that opportunity, to be able to work. And the guy, the guy, was great. Because he knew his shit. Yes. And 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 those are the kind of guys. You those wanna, are the clients that you want to work you with. You dream about those yes. guys. They're yes. just they're they're amazing guys to work for. And I, I look at that and I go, they blew it. They blew it. But so many guys do. And I know that he was talking about them being young and mm -hmm. they were really good. Mm -hmm. The contractors that he did go with that they were really good at presenting themselves. But they were never there. They never followed through with schedules. They never kind of fulfilled what he was always told. And then it, you're right. It was opportunity after opportunity that these guys were just dropping the ball and eventually got to the point where he was like, get out. Mm -hmm. Get out. I'll take care of this myself. Yeah. It's funny. Construction sites, this is going to sound a little bit a little bit rough. It's like a disease. It's like a cancer. If you Most cancers are disease. If you catch them early enough, you're, you're going you're you to survive. You, you can, you're going to live, right? <laughs> It's construction sites, the same thing. You, you got to be on site so you can catch those things. Yes. Those guys, I, I never understood it. To me, I just couldn't understand what Mike, you just were. said it. Yeah. It's like, and I've, I've poked the bear by saying the cafe GCs, right? The guys yeah. that just roll up in their brand spanking, clean vehicles, and then they have those conversations on the street, on their speakerphone, in the car, in the van, or whatever it is, in the pickup truck, and the whole neighborhood can hear the conversation. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just step out and step in yeah. and then see what's going on instead of making a phone call? Because I'm sure most of those guys just text it going, hey, what's going on inside there? Yeah. Don't even want to get out of the vehicle to get inside the job site. But you're right. Like, that's what... You thrive on it. I thrive on it. Anybody who's passionate about the industry thrives on actually being on the site and figuring out where and what will happen so you can catch it. Yeah, you got to be able to catch those things early. And then the only way you can do that is if, you, if you're if you there every day. 
Yeah. And I like to be called, I'm, I'm the tool belt contractor. Yeah. So you, you throw the tool belt yeah. on and, and, you're, and you're still working, doing something that you love, but you also own a business. You know, I'm more proud of, I'm proud I own a business and, it, and it's going well, but I'm more proud that someone would call me a carpenter. It means a lot. And Jesus was a carpenter. Yeah. So there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you probably got into some bricks too. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure. going to get into the history <laughs> and stuff. But so, Mike, take us way back. How long you been in the business now? Twenty-one years. Twenty. Man. How young are you? I'm 38. Oh man. I you're... started when I was 17. And who'd you learn from, or is it in the family? I was really lucky. My father owned a company, and I did my entire apprenticeship through him, which was an experience that it it almost kind of gets you a little bit emotional to, just to see how lucky you were to, to be able to be taught by When you look back. Oh. When you look back and all the, okay, so the weekends, after school kind of thing, mm-hmm. you were hanging out and he was teaching but not teaching. Mm-hmm. He was showing, hopefully you were paying attention. I totally understand yeah. what you're talking yeah. about, man. Yeah. He had a great way of teaching. He wanted me to be just like a regular employee and he wanted to pound me good with with everything he could because it was in his best interest for me to learn quick the other thing that might differ from when you're apprenticing with with somebody else is the opportunities that i was given obviously i was given more opportunities than maybe someone that that worked for another company because he wanted to teach me how to do things and how to do it quick and and how to be really good and he saw he saw something in me clearly because the passion was there. Yeah. I, I think I knew at a young age that I wanted to do it. I think he took it and said, okay, let's go. Let's do it, man. Did he ever say, I'd like for you to do this? I'd like for you to go down this road? Or would you? I rather you get into marketing and computer sci? Or He did it very methodically because he, he'd always bring me, he'd say, Mike, you want to, like this was when I was a kid, you want to come to the shop and yeah. hang out with dad and yeah. we're going to do some stuff and you can watch me and is at a young age and then you just keep you get hungry for it and then you know i'd be there using an air nailer and i'm six years old and you just either you you have it or you don't either you have the passion for it or you don't if you don't have the passion i'd recommend you you do not step foot on a construction site because you're going to get hammered and you won't survive but if you got you know if you like working with your hands there's nothing better it's satisfying oh it's the best so 21 years you've been doing this how'd you get so you got it started from there but then what was the formal introduction so that would have been after high school yeah. graduated and i knew okay we're, we're doing this so i apprenticed under my dad and uh, i got to travel all over canada what a great experience we were buzzing man it was a really really fun time my apprenticeship was was incredible we worked crazy he had a, a really great successful company 20 employees union carpenter i would i want to say that too yeah shout out to the union the union brothers there no i have 20 uh, that's that's a that's a yeah. huge outfit man yeah for, yeah, yeah. yeah no no he, he was we had we had contracts with some big companies i was able to buy my first condo when i was young because of the because i started right out of high school i was a journeyman by the time i was 25 years old so i put the hours in we worked long nights again traveled traveled canada so then, who put that into you? Was that your dad or was that the family saying, listen, we get that you're young, but start planning about the future. Start thinking yeah, about the future. We, we had a chat one day and he, and he, it was kind of, he said, you know, are, are you going to do this or not? And he said, if you're going to do it, it's time. It's time to get serious. It's, you know, no more uh, parties on the weekend. And I, I think the thing too, you have to remember is all your buddies are in university. This is, this is the challenge with apprenticeships and, and or, or going to university because 
the one thing that I might regret would be the opportunity going to university and the networking and the people and the parties and the, and the how much fun it is. Yeah. I missed out on all that. But again, my, my 20s, I got to travel Europe because I worked my bag off. I got to Which buy a condo huge. when I was young. Uh, you know, massive. all those things set me up uh, in, for my 30s. Everybody, all your friends, anybody else in construction, or they all went oh, other routes? Oh, man, I got maybe, I got to, uh, one close friend who's, uh, who's a drywall taper, who you got to get on here one day. He'll, okay. he'll crack you up. Okay. And, uh, and <laughs> what's, what's his company? His uh, Samiga. Okay. Called. Yeah, all check right. him out on it. All right, yeah, I'll yeah. check him out for he, sure. He's a beauty. And then uh, another, another good buddy of mine became a plumber. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but that was it. Plumbers make a lot of money, man. Dude, he kills it. It's on, and he's like a side job hustler. It, it, it's unbelievable. Go well, guys that care and they know their stuff. Yeah. You know, they come in price per fixture, and yeah. and I've had the conversations yeah. with the plumbers before. It's like, it's like taking money from a baby sometimes. Like yeah. they do yeah. it really well, which is great because yeah. the thing is, okay, you've learned. Yeah, you've learned to be this good, right? So you've had you have the experience. It's that whole saying. What is it that you're not paying me this much for the time I'm here? You're paying me for the decades that I've yeah. learned how for, to be here. for the value of yeah. yeah that's exactly. how it is, right? You got it. You got it. So you didn't party. Yeah. You, were, you were like civilized, man. You were like, well, you, okay, I, you know what? We we had some fun. Yeah. You know, I'd, you I'd come, to. I'd come home and I'd go see the guys up at Brock University. You know, Trevor and those guys are. I grew up with them, man. Okay, those cool. Guys, uh, so we had a lot of fun. I'm not gonna say I didn't party. But I was, I had a different responsibility than, than most of my friends did at that age. And my dad wanted me to, he wanted to give the company to me one day. And I think this is kind of, when we, when I wrote you the email saying, you know, there's some, I got some great stories, but I got some really kind of sad stories yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we want to hear them all. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I think people, they always get, uh, it's like they don't want to really tell people how it really is and, and the, yeah sad stories suck or, dev- or or tragic stories no one wants to say because they're too proud or they're too they only want to highlight the positive out there yeah they want to pretend maybe that there's something that they're not and, and you but know, how I, do you succeed you succeed yeah. by going through the negative you got it man and right. i wanted to come i you know I, i'm not i haven't told many people this story uh and i, I guess i'm going to tell a hundred thousand people in about, tell us now in man. About two minutes yeah. right yeah we were cooking things were going good it kind of reminded me of of the movie blow Remember we're in the, we're, they're in their ship and, yeah. and there's and they're counting the money and they they got no more room for it. That that's how it that's how exciting it was with, with my dad's company. It was, like, it was just we were minus buzzed, the we, blow. We, we, minus, <laughs> minus the blow, okay? And the and, illegal and money the with blood DEA on it. DEA and the FBI <laughs> minus all that stuff, but the money there. Yeah, but if you you, you know you cue in that song "Blinded by the Light," <laughs> and that's what it felt like. Uh, and it was and we were it was yeah we were buzzing and then and then 2008 came. And uh, it was like you got punched in the face. Yeah, a little bit of a recession hit us all. A little bit of a we had we had two two of our biggest contractors. We were subtrades go bankrupt. Oh wow! And then we had two of our largest um, millwork suppliers that we were installing for. Uh, we we ended up leaning the jobs. So did yeah. they give you a heads up, or was it just out of the blue? It they just... they you know they they contacted my dad and they said. Basically, there would be pennies on the dollar that they were gonna go. They were gonna go under. Oh wow! So, that was. Uh, that's that, a hard hit. That was like that's the. It was the kind of money too that you, you you'd puke if you knew what it was. And um, I've always told guys that you gotta prepare for this. It's not oh, that you're expecting it. Yeah. It's not that you're going in thinking that everybody's negative and everyone's mm-hmm. gonna take a shot at you and you're gonna lose out. But you have to prepare for that. And how mm-hmm. you handle it is what sets you apart from other people. Yeah, and that was the one thing. Um, 
I, I look back and my dad and I go, how did you even get out of bed? Mm. You know, with all this happening and uh, he did it and there's something he's probably going to listen to this so i gotta (laughs) i gotta shout him out and say thanks for teaching me those lessons when i came out of that apprenticeship when it was done and and things were kind of smoothing over he he decided to go work as a site super for some another large company and and that's what he did until he had a stroke last year oh Uh, yeah he's doing all right he's doing okay he's 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 kind of uh he's rebounding nicely and he's uh you know what he's he's probably going to be the the shop foreman at the new shop right he's not old how old is he he's only 63 that's young man that's young yeah yeah but um yeah you come out of that hardened i like the experience was great because you got to see like the the really shitty side of construction and you gotta you get really hard by it and you uh thick skin but when i left that apprenticeship uh i felt like I, i was so confident he gave me so much confidence you were ready? I was ready to go. And the next, literally, there's two people that changed my life. One was my dad, and the next was the next guy that I worked for. He was he was the kind of guy that, big, bad business. Just, okay. you're talking Ellis Don, PCL. This guy oh, he's was, big he, boy this player. guy was big, big oh, bad. Oh, wow. And uh, he, he brought me into that world. He saw something. He knew that I was, I was you know, I was I was wanted to go. I wanted to learn. We were doing... You know, high-rise buildings, Oakville Hospital, sick kids research facility. How's that world, man? How's that world? That first Manny, week Manny, stepping on that. If you're an apprentice and your first day is on one of those jobs, you're gonna shit your pants. No shit, you man. You are fucking. You don't even know how to get up the hoist. But if you, you know, if you've been around the block a little bit, I had. I've been on mostly commercial, to be honest, man. Okay. Uh, throughout my apprenticeship, you kind of know. But even still, dude, there's, there's a site super for every floor. There's a project manager for every floor. Then there's the, the the general site super, the general project manager. It is, it, but you're talking four hundred and seventy million dollar jobs. Two like Oakville Hall, I think it was two billion dollars. It's I, massive, it, it's, man. It's fucking just. It's but super exciting. Well, what I love is that because I've been on those sites before. I haven't worked on them, but when it runs perfectly, yeah. it's like a symphony, man. Those companies, they they have their shit together. Yeah, their process. They have to. It's like, it's so tight. Yeah, you're right. They have to. If you don't have your processes put together, you're, you're done. Because you'll get you're swallowed finished. up, man. You'll get killed. You'll, you'll lose. And I'm sure that they've taken yeah. hits earlier on or probably even mm-hmm. taken a few hits during. They rebounded. They fixed things. And they kept on moving forward, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing, too, like, I, there's only a certain amount of subcontractors that can work for those types of people. And there's probably only a handful per division of contracting. Like, you, you know, there's only probably five or six Masons that could work on a PCL or Acon or, yeah. or Elliston. Yeah. And, and he was, my boss was one of the guys that was a car, like carpentry company that basically did doors, hardware, rough blocking, millwork. Nice. You name it. He, he was doing it. And, and uh, to get that type of experience, you learn, because we were running a, a big crew at Sick Kids. Man, that, that experience was amazing. Just learning how to deal with people. How many like, years were you at doing that? We were there for one year there. And then, oh, like total with him? Yeah. Oh, I was there for five. Five years. Yeah. So yeah. five really changing, life changing. Oh, man. The people that I would meet. Like, just to even have interaction with these with these project managers who were making like 300 grand a year. Like, these guys were just making decisions, dealing with big money, like 20, 30 million dollar contracts. I love that you said that because I want all these kids that are listening to realize that there is six figures in construction, oh, are man. You... Start paying attention to the re- the reality that yeah. there is six figures in construction, man. Oh, without a doubt. It's, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not a, it's not a conference. Like, I get it that you, you could probably start low and then work your way, but you work your way fast. And like you did, 
you went into it fast. Mm-hmm. You didn't do all the partying, all the schooling, mm-hmm. everything like that. But you got out of it. And then most kids come out of university, they're coming out with a six-figure debt. And they're working at Sobeys. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? And then they kind of build up from there. Yeah. But contract or any kind of tradesperson, you get, you get in, man. You get in hard. If you can, if you know what you want to do in, at a young age and you start an apprenticeship, man, you, you are going to be killing it. As a union uh, carpenter for, for many years, if I was to c- just keep doing that, continue on with that, 42 bucks an hour, overtime, triple time, double time, uh, you, could, you could basically work as much as you wanted to. Like if, if you didn't have a family or kids, you could just, you could just fucking work 24 hours yeah. a day. Like the work's yeah. there. Yeah. And, and the pension's incredible. Um, That's the one thing yeah, that I'm envious yeah. regarding yeah, yeah, the union. Yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah, sure. hundred yeah. percent, man. I look back and I, the thing that scared me about, cause I was like, should I start a residential or, or commercial contracting company? Cause I had experience mainly with commercial, but I did like, I really loved residential too. Like there was something that was drawing me there, but, uh, I sat in with one of the guys that from the, from the union hall. Okay. And I was like, listen, I'm, I'm thinking about like going to be a union carpentry company and he fucking looked <laughs> well, at, how did he respond he looked at me like okay uh you you know like if you don't pay uh if you don't pay us which is like the guy's pension contributions yeah. like we're gonna fucking take your house and we're gonna like we don't fuck around yeah and it scared the shit out of me and he was like like are you that's the first be- thing he says to you yeah no he, uh, this guy was like we we knew each other through acquaintances, because I did my my schooling there at, at, at local twenty seven okay. for carpentry, and so I, I knew him, and uh, he was super honest. He's like, "Do you got you know? Are you okay to not get paid for like six months? So can you float a job that's three hundred grand?" I'm like, "Nope, I can't do that." So at least he's being upfront. He oh man, I like super honest about it, and really like, it's like goes back to what I said. You really can't work for those types of companies unless you're huge. Yeah. Like you almost have to be too big to fail. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, how did you, how did that sit with you, man? How did that like when he says that to you? Are you thinking I'm a small fish again? I'm I'm like backtracking, going I don't know, I don't know, maybe. Well, it just it, it just made the decision right away. It's like you gotta. Why don't we just continue on with the residential stuff? Cause, yeah. Because this hap- this opportunity happened a couple of years back. I had already started the the res company, but. I was like, maybe I'll get back because my, my old boss called and said, we got this big office tower. You got to do all the trim, all the doors. He's like, you got to you know, get unionized. We'll, we'll, we'll get you started. And uh, I walked in there and I walked out. I'm like, nope, that's not happening. How many years are you into the resi at this point? This is three years now. Wow. So six total. Like since like today would be would be six years. In. That's a big yeah. shift, man. How's that shift going from commercial to, uh, you know, resi? Because it's usually... Not a lot of guys do that, first mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. They go into commercial, they stay into commercial. They yeah. go into resi, they stay into resi, yeah. right? Yeah. How was that? It was pretty easy. I felt like whatever whatever came at me in a residential, like you could almost do it with your with your eyes closed because you, you you got such a experience on the commercial sites. Um, now, mind you, there, there were some different things like dealing with clients, where as you're dealing with architects. It's funny designers. you bring that up yeah, as one of the first yeah. things, right? Yeah. Because that is a different animal from resi. Different animal. But Co- I, commercial, yeah. it's all laid out, man. You don't even you don't even know who the owner of the building is. There's a binder. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Do it exactly what the binder says. Yeah. If you veer off from it, you're in trouble. And that's all it is. Yeah. But in resi, what binder? There's no binder. There's whatever I'm thinking right now and how I'm, what mood I'm in right now. Yeah. That's what it is. And then, I, you know what? I know that I agreed to that yesterday, but I'm going to change it today, and I might even move it again tomorrow. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's funny that you bring up client relationships in resi because that's massive, and that goes to and the guys brought this up the other day, communication, man. Mm. Like these young guys listening and they want to start on their own and go on their own. You guys better hone your communication skills and you better speak to as many other contractors about how to communicate with sub trades, with clients, with suppliers. Because if you don't know how to communicate, there's going to be a misunderstanding and all of a sudden you might be the one that's left out. Yeah, that's what I've learned so far. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on the same page as that man. That was, uh, I but I do like dealing with clients. I, it's it's interesting for sure. It, I mean, the thing, the simple thing, Manny, to this whole equation of of residential construction is as complex as it may sound. It's very simple. You show up every day, and and you've already beaten many of these guys yep. already just by doing that. Yeah. And uh, so if you and, and if you provide service and quality, you probably you're probably gonna end up winning. And that's how we've kind of driven it's a hundred I, I like that i speak to clients and i i start the day 7 7 30 mm-hmm. right so I, I arrive on site 7 7 30 so my day doesn't start at that time i there's a bunch of other stuff before you we, get, we all know this right mm. but i hear about other contractors that have businesses where they roll in at 10 10 30 and then they maybe jet by three or four and i'm like okay i get maybe you've got kids or you got responsibilities afterwards but why not start seven i don't get it right like that's the one thing about union and high rise where when i'm getting ready if i'm in the mood i might catch a coffee before i take off and then it's six o'clock in the morning i'm on the road and i'm seeing all the hats and i'm seeing all the safety vests quickly yeah quickly (laughs) running across the street because they're parking in wherever they can park for free you know what i mean so they can go to their work and i'm mindful and respectful and i'm like you know what these guys have been up a couple hours already they got their day ready they got their lunch ready they're going to work they're starting their day at seven it starts at seven so like a hard seven and then they end their day at three and it's respectful Mm -hmm. it's totally respectful so i mean when it comes to resi translate that man bring yeah. it into that yeah, absolutely. start early get these people up you oh. know what i mean and then start the day you get hungry and i love that you turn around and you're like it's 10 o'clock 10 o'clock we just achieved so much in the three hours that we've been here two and a half hours we've been here if you could steal a bunch of the processes uh from ici and bring them to res you I, you, you you could run a wicked company man. that's what i've always said i said anything that you want to really learn in resi custom pick it up from commercial yeah because they have perfected it to a t that's the thing about it so that's why i'm 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 in awe sometimes of commercial because they've perfected it they know how to do it they figured it out and then you take that knowledge and bring it in so it's you got you got an advantage here mike yeah you got like a thousand percent advantage here coming from commercial over to resident i I felt like i did i really did like it it was um like i said i I didn't think that there was much that it was gonna hit me that i wouldn't be able to tackle i'm lucky i'm like from the start, from my dad, from from John, and and, and all these guys uh, that I met along the way, uh, super lucky and nice. very grateful too. So where are you headed now? Is it? We got some exciting things coming up the pipeline, man. Yeah. We got yeah. So I. So uh, last year's been good. This year's been good so far. Uh, it's it's been uh, it's not going to be a record breaking year. Okay. It's going to be okay. COVID. We had some cancellations after this second uh, lockdown, which was fine. Uh, we expected it to happen, but you know, this door closed and another one opened, and here we are. We're moving uh, our millwork shop to another shop, so we're getting that all set up. We got the guys finishing up a basement project, and then, you know, what do we do after that, man? Do we just uh, we're not supposed to work? We really? Well, I, we didn't. You know, we haven't started anything. You yet. haven't submitted anything so, yet. 
I don't know what to do. I don't know. I feel like we should all uprise because the more and more I read, and I don't want to get into too much yeah, about COVID, yeah. but the thing is that um, we're not the cause of the spread and small business is not the cause of the spread. So I, I guess that people are getting antsy at home and the community yeah. hanging out with each other is possibly the cause, but I, something's got to happen. And I know spring's around the corner, Yeah. right? So we're going to see what happens. But you, you know what's funny is that you bring that up, Mike, and you're the third guy in the last two weeks that has reached out to me saying that they're a little nervous now. Yeah. And I've been fortunate that last year was great record. And now this year it's turning into, that's good. I've got a great client right now that keeps on adding stuff, which is, that's, perfect. it's very humorous because all of a sudden he just like, you know, since we're already here, can you open this up and take a peek? And all of a sudden we open it up and we're like, okay, you know, here's a suggestion. Well, you know what, since you're already here and then we do that. Mm -hmm. So I keep shifting the timeline now because we have other stuff to do, but I don't ever leave a client hanging there and bail. And I, I'm going to finish that job, whatever he keeps on adding. And then we keep on moving forward from there. So no, you're lucky that that's happening. Yeah. That's but really I know good. that a lot of guys are submitting and they're trying to get their permits mm -hmm. and dealing with inspectors is a different story as well too. Mm -hmm. But I, I gotten to the point where I started photographing and videotaping and I'm like, if oh. you guys are not good, I'll submit the request. If you guys don't show up, I'll do this. You want to slap my wrist, slap my wrist, but I don't care. But the thing is, I still documented it. it's here. I've spoken to you guys. I've sent an email saying, listen, this was done. Scope was done. Everything was done. Just because you weren't physically here to look at it. Right. I got to still a business to run. I got trades to keep. Yeah. You got to keep these uh, trades scheduled in. Yeah. What are you going to do if you, yeah, if they can't, you can't close up the draw, uh, the studs. What do you? You're supposed to sit around? Yeah. You can. Because you, you can't leave this job to go start another job that you need to come back to this job in a week, a week yeah. or two, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's tough. Yeah, not to get too much into it, maybe a little bit mishandled, but let's. I, I cannot wait till this is over with. Let's get like. You and thirty-seven uh, other million uh, people in this country, man. Let's get rock and roll. Let's again, just get man. moving, yeah. right? Everyone's yeah. safe on construction sites. They're not disrespectful. Some guys wear masks, some guys don't. We're staying our distance. We're being cautious. If we're hanging out with the clients upstairs, we're all being wearing. We're all wearing masks, but the work is still moving. The work is still moving. And even when we had the most recent lockdown, he came up to me. The client came up to me and he goes, well, so what's the deal? And I was going, it's just going to be annoying come suppliers because I can't step inside now to grab stuff. Yeah. So, And it's been a little bit of a headache, but we've learned how to reduce that headache. Yeah. That's how it is. So it's working for me. It's, it's comfortable. Like just now before I got here, I put an order in. I went online, put an order in, and I like, let me know when it's ready. I'll come by tomorrow at some time and pick it up. That's and, good. and that's it. That's all I've been doing. It goes. Uh, I'm glad that we the, the mom and pop podcast. Yeah, we've got a lot of those guys um, that we deal with, and and we were able to like, you know, knowing the the manager there, knowing the manager there to uh, give him a call personally. I actually talked to a real person. Say, hey, listen, I need some grout. Leave it at the back door. Put it on the account. So that's been working nicely. The, the Home Depot experience. Uh, hasn't been has been tough, and we try to avoid. You kind of hear yeah. the clicking sound on the roller coaster, eh? As you're putting in the order, you click, click, yeah, click, click, yeah, click, click, yeah. click, and then just drop you. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right because the mom and pop they still want to run a business, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love that everybody I know, mom and pop, smaller shops, they've given up their text, their their sales and everything. Yeah, so yeah. then they're like, just text me, man. Text yeah. me when you're nearby. Text me you're here. I'll come out and drop yeah. it off. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a godsend to my business now. You well, know what I mean? Those guys are the guys that have been keeping us going. Yeah, without those guys, we I, I wouldn't I just stop. Yeah. I just pack it in. We'd and, be forced to stop. Wait. Unless you've stocked up all this material that you yeah. anticipate a certain job. But you can't do that. No. I don't know. Like I know a lot of the guys are like, Oh, maybe we should get some storage units or something like that and start stocking up stuff. And I was like, 
why there's first of all there's yeah. a lot of material that has expiration dates on it so you want to start using that stuff and then get into a situation yeah what are you going to stock you're going to stock a couple skids of plywood and, no. and some two no. by i i used matter. to do that in yeah. the early days yeah. and then all of a sudden i wanted my garage back you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. i wanted my space back is what i wanted yeah. right <laughs> it's too much so i know that you you wanted to tell me a story about a van oh yeah 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 <laughs> So I want to hear this. Okay, so before, so Mike, I'm talking to Mike Campbell, Integral Bell, uh, at Integral Bell, right? Yes. And yes. then it's uh, www.ibbg.ca. Reach him out at 905-691-3830. And you reach him out directly at Mike at ibbg.ca. Yeah. Huge fan of the show. Thank you so much, Mike, yes. for listening. And um, you know what? And hang on a second. Thank you for doing this. And I don't know if... Uh, if a lot of people tell you, but they should, I think it's like, I, I get a few. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> so fantastic. And I mean, you're here, it's like seven o'clock at night on a snowstorm and you came and did this from so, work, drove, yeah. showered, packed, caught here. Yeah. You've got like, you've got stuff that you've like <laughs> clearly printed out. I, on. I do it all. I get yeah. it all ready. And it, you know what it's it is? Amazing. I, I, I thoroughly like finally, we started talking on DMS and just mm. shooting the shit and all of a sudden phone numbers are exchanged and we start talking and then all of a sudden we start talking more and more stuff and I, I just start thinking, you know what, I honestly want to start sharing these conversations. So I love meeting passionate people that are in the construction <laughs> business. I love sharing the stories. I love putting it all together. I won't lie to you. It's a shitload of work oh. to do it outside of running a business and then my own personal life and then thinking about what else I can do and shit like that. So there's a lot of stuff that we're planning and, and all this other stuff. But uh, get me back to the van. Get okay. me back to the van and, and something happened. Oh, you're going to love this story. <laughs> Let me clear my throat here. That's gonna take. It might drag on a, a second or two. Uh, so the the stigma, the construction stigma podcast. I I, I thought it was great. Okay, was that really, was that was great. That Mark brought that up. It man. was really good. Yeah, and uh, so funny too because it's it's. <laughs> people wait till you hear tomorrow's man. I, I can't wait. We, we we get into Portuguese and Italian and, oh, the, and the rivalry that's going on oh, there. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> so I drove uh, a an E two fifty Ford Econoline van. Uh, 1999 and this was this thing was rusted pretty good but you know what it, it worked well for me i got my tools in it and and i could do side jobs and all sorts of it works stuff. it works great yeah. yeah um so it's new year's eve day i i believe it was anyways my wife and i were pretty hungover so we're, we're <laughs> driving home to the condo downtown toronto and she's like mike i i I'm going to puke like you got to get me home right away right away and she's you know she's calling her oh. she's <laughs> So I'm like, oh shit. So we gotta. So I, we, I drive her. I drive her. This is right by the Sky Dome, Manny. Okay. It's kind of where the condo was, and uh, I drop her off. I go. I'm gonna grab some coffees, and we, I, we were just renovating our condo as well. So I drop her off, and um, I'm now I'm turning on to uh, to Bremner, right by Sky Dome, yeah, I and I see this that. cop. He's coming right at me. Uh oh. I go shit. I better pull over. This guy he looks like he's in a bit of a rush here. So I pull over, and uh, he gets out of his car. He pulls his gun out. And he's what? Walk, oh yeah, he's walking towards the van, gun out, and he goes, "Get the fuck out of the car right now!" And then six other cars come. Holy cow, dude! This is—it's—I've never been so scared in my life. Get the fuck out of the car right now! Where's the girl? Where's the girl? Where's the girl? <laughs> and I got—I got one. I got, I'm cuffed now. There's, Holy cow! There's a thousand people. You know, at the, this is Sky Dome. Everyone's watching. I'm on the floor. The guy's got his knee in my back. He's screaming in my ear, where's the girl? Where'd you put her? They're searching my van, okay, looking for this girl. 
So I'm, I am so, like, I've been like, I'm going, I'm, fuck, I've been framed for murder. Holy shit. Somebody's framed me. Someone had my fingerprints, and, and I'm, I'm fucked. Anyways, so the guy puts me in the car, and he goes, listen, he goes, uh, we know you got a girl somewhere, and, and, and we're going to, we need to know where she is. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck could they be talking about, man? I'm freaking out. He goes, I'm going to show you something. So he pulls up his screen, and he's got six complaints, Okay. He's got. <laughs> I can't believe this happened to me. Six complaints, and it goes like this. He goes, man with beard driving a rusty white van has woman gagged. It was my fucking wife going. <laughs> Are you serious? But, but tell me something. So anyway, so they, so they didn't believe me. And I, I said, it, it must have been like it had to have been my wife. She was sick. She was a little bit hungover. So they, anyways, the undercover cops go to uh, to my condo, open the door, and they're like, "Are you, are you Carly? Are you okay?" Everything was fine. And my wife, I remember her saying, she tells us this, this part of the story better because she was there. But uh, she, she goes, <laughs> "You're still in the back of the car. I, I'm in the fucking cruiser still." <laughs> and he goes, uh, he, "She goes, wow, this is so weird. Like, what a, what a weird thing." And the guy goes, "Well, you should see what happened to your husband." I, <laughs> So anyways, but, but going to the stigma thing, there's no chance that anyone would have called the police if I was driving a BMW or a Range Rover. No, it was the raper van. It was all about the raper van. Holy cow. Yeah. Seriously, man. Yeah, man. So you're driving around, you guys are coming home, and she's got her mouth, or her she's, hands on her mouth, and yeah. people are looking in and thinking that... Look at this fucking guy. He's got her, he's got her gagged, for Holy sure. Holy cow, man. <laughs> How long ago was this? We were... Uh, this was probably eight. Eight or nine years ago now. Yeah. And that must have been a scared shitless, eh? I've never seen a gun in my life, let alone pointed at me. Yeah. Yeah. It was but I will say I, I made a joke with the cop after uh, he let me out of the cruiser and I said, you know, thank God because you, you caught you caught me quick. Like if it was actually if I was actually a guy that had someone you know in the back of my truck, yeah. hey, they caught me within minutes, man. Yeah. Like within minutes of the, that guy. But I the funniest thing is all those guys they wished. I, I guess I, they wished I was a I was a bad guy. So then they would they were ready to take, they would have made their day. They were ready to take to to take some shit and, and, and yeah, put some punishment on me. Well, hopefully, it, it, like yeah. it's good that it didn't go it didn't go bad. I'll tell you, but I, honestly, man, when I was so confused, and it was all about the it was all about the damn raper van. If Holy. I wasn't driving that van. <laughs> So stay away from purchasing those yeah, kinds of yeah, vans yeah, 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 that yeah. people think that there's puppies yeah. or couches inside yeah. there, yeah. and that's it, man. Just yeah. get some logos. Is that what you're saying? You're saying get some logos on the van. I gotta get. I gotta get the the transit logoed out now, <laughs> for sure. Oh man, man, oh, that's man. too funny. Yeah, yeah. Those were. Uh, I got a bunch of. Uh, I could. You know what? The thing is with this, you love it so much, you could talk about it for. Yeah. You could talk about it for days. So many funny stories. So how does the wife feel? Is she in the business? No, she's marketing. Okay. Yeah. You know what's funny you say that? There's a lot of guys in construction that their significant other is in marketing. Really? I find that really, really interesting, man. So it's kind of good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know that many guys that have wives that are in construction. There are some that are married, mm -hmm. couples, and they work together. I have no idea why. Because it's just, it would drive me crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I don't love you or anything like that. It's just, I don't want to see you all day long. Yep. That's all it is. And you can write a book about it if you want. That's fine. I won't <laughs> read it. But the thing is, like, so how does she feel about you? And, and that stigma attached to contractors where 
your phone's ringing all the time on the weekends in the late evenings and the client's got a question or whatever. How does she feel about all that? Uh, she's super proud. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, you know, it, it was when we had our kids, it, we had to change things, Manny. Like I could do the estimate at night, late at night before we had the kids and uh, take the phone calls. But when we had the kids, it was like, we just had to come to the realization that the business can wait till tomorrow or when the kids go down, we, we can, we can, I can throw an email out and, and, and do it that way. Wouldn't it be funny if one day the kids get old enough that they get into your computer and they send the quote out? Oh, that'd be, yeah, $4 <laughs> sign. <laughs> you start tomorrow. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I got to teach you this, man. Yeah. Don't send it off until I teach I, you this. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and she likes, she, I mean, we've, we've renovated now. We, we renovated three condos downtown. Nice. We renovated a house in Burlington. We're, we just we just sold our house, Manny. Actually, so, and and that's the next kind of uh, chapter. We're gonna we're gonna renovate uh, a the place, new the place? flip most likely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. On the side. On the side. So yeah. basically, you're gonna work Monday to Friday. Come home, tinker a bit weekends. You know what? It's gonna be. I think it's gonna become a full time job. I think we're gonna blitz it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just, just get we, it done. Yeah. I think we just. You know, maybe put the clients aside. Don't don't take any new work in and, and get that window of opportunity. Yeah, let's just blitz this thing and uh, get it done, get it sold, and, and on to the next one. I would, to be honest, man, I'd love to just do that for the rest of my life. I think a lot of us would love to <laughs> yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of contractors out yeah. there, we're always trying to figure out how do I up my game, which basically means how do I have up my financial mm -hmm. game? Mm -hmm. And the only way to really do it is to get into the flipping world. Yeah. But then to get into the flipping world, there's lots of variables. Yeah. You are the one that's starting it. You're the one that has all the knowledge, but yet you still require other people to be a part of it yeah. that I personally think take too big of a piece of the pie mm -hmm. for the effort that you would put in because you know all the knowledge and how to do it. Oh, so you're saying if you were to bring partners in. Well, or, it's not necessarily partners. It's like you still need a real estate agent. Right, you possibly right. needed, uh, you know, someone to kind of get it out there and find right, clientele, right. all this other stuff. So they get their fee, but you come in and you're bringing sweat equity, yeah. all kinds and equity. And then you feel that you've done all the work, but yet they're getting a big chunk of the fee. But... I guess it's the same thing as if you had an agent or a manager, they're going to get a big chunk of the fee as well, mm -hmm. too. But yeah, I know, I, I know a lot of guys want to do that and take that first step and go there. But the question becomes, I've been asked several times to do it. Then they give me a budget and then I look at the scope and the two don't yeah. jive. So I started thinking mentally, I can't do this. I can't rip open something, discover something and then half-ass it to put it back together. Yeah. So, oh, so. That's what I hate. That's what I mean I, right I don't now. Like the, I don't like the word flipped. Yeah. Fl flip to me reminds me of a uh, uh, Texas flipping move. They just like, let's just get the fucking house done. Who cares what it looks like? Who cares if we Lipstick insulate the fucking house? on a pig Who? and just get it done. Yeah. I mean, the way that, that we want to do it is like top-notch quality, millwork. Let's do everything right. Spray foam. Let's do the dry core. Let's let the sluter system. Let's do it really good. And then we can say, yeah, this was a house built by Integrabel yeah. that... that you know, now, you know, you do a couple of these and they get going and people are going to know your name. They're going to yeah. go, oh, God, this, this guy's, this guy's fantastic. The other thing too, that I, that I thought about with this is like, when you go to buy a house, like when we bought our house, if I, if I wasn't in the industry, I would have been fucking, I would, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. I'd be like, what, what the fuck's a furnace or a water heater? <laughs> I was lucky cause I knew all this, but it wouldn't it be nice if you build a house, you go to sell it, the people that buy it, 
you're there. You've got you've got your booklet. That, mm-hmm. Like here's 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 the storyline of the house. This is what yeah. we did. Yeah. But also, I'd I'd love to take you on a tour. I want to show you. I want you to appreciate Be proud everything of that we put into this because you're not going to see a lot of it. Yeah. But we I want to I want to walk you through it. So that's kind of how I would see it going. I I don't want the real estate agent to sell me. I want to sell me and get the opportunity to show these people what they purchased. And, and it's the biggest purchase of their life. You think a lot of people would appreciate that? I think so. I think you I think, think nowadays they're they're more understanding of it. I think people want to know what's what's behind the walls and what and what kind because people like to go they like to brag about oh, they do like the quality of like look at the quality what but, the, like but we, I, we've got heated floors and we've got this and that. I thought they like to brag about the stone and the, the cabinetry and the, the plumbing fixtures those things kind of stuff like that I think people yeah I don't know it's a good question man I I mean me I would appreciate it I, I totally appreciate it. Yeah. Like the funny thing is that earlier on in my my career, you know the Princess Margaret houses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I used to walk through them, and and I mean, and I'm I'm not a fan, but the thing is, they were poorly done. Mm-hmm. Like in, in, I would say the first few years that I was walking through them, this is maybe six, seven years ago, I was walking through and I was taking a look at the tile, and you, you know me, and I'm sure that you've done this too. The only way you can figure out what's the substrate on that tile is you got to take out the floor register. And just take a peek. Right, right. And I'm looking at a $3.5 million lottery home. And I'm seeing scratch coat. And I'm like, it's $3.5 million home, man. Yeah. The cost between scratch coat and Schluter is $3.5 million home. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I keep saying. Right? But it, it's funny. It's just, I've, I used to do that. I used to just walk around. I'd see a certain subdivision. I would... I was really good. Okay, my circle of friends, I was... Um, you know, whenever we came up with something stupid to do... Before the group collectively decided, how do we do something stupid to do it? Manny's already there doing it. That's how I was. So I would sneak in, get on certain job sites, and I would walk in, and all of a sudden I would see a beautiful, glorious, luxurious sign, coming new properties, two, three million, four million, five million. I would walk in, and all of a sudden I'm seeing pink bats. Yeah. And this is how they're insulating a three million dollar home. And I'm like, I don't get it because based on my research. Spray foam and yeah. cellulose yeah. and other products, rockwood. Those, those are far superior products. Yeah. But what is with this three million dollar home using this product? So I just kind of shook my head, and I would go back the next year. I would check out the next Princess Margaret house, and the same thing. I would just lift up the floor register, and I'm like, "Fucking scratch coat." And it wasn't yeah. until for another four or five years I finally saw Ditra, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, somebody finally stepped up, and here's some Ditra." So. I, I get it. I, I would love to not necessarily flip. I'd love to just renovate it so then I could sell it. Yeah. But I'd have to do it a certain kind of way. Yeah. And then you'd have to crunch the numbers and figure out, okay, does it really make sense? Will I see the return? Right. And I think we both know that if you find the right client that wants to buy this house, you'll see the return. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's always an option too. Like, let's say you don't, you, you don't sell it. Well, you can always, Keep move, it. you can always move into it or rent yeah. it out. I mean, there's always uh but I think for me, it's like if you can put together a super quality product, it, I think it'll sell. Yeah. It, it, again, right neighborhood and many other things have to go into play. But let's talk about trades, man. So how yeah. did you find? How did you find your team? And was it hard to find your team? Did you go through what we all go through? You butt heads with certain guys. You get along with other guys. Guys that work really well for you do a great job the first time. Get a little bit lazier the second mm-hmm. time drop the ball the third time like did you go through all of that kind of stuff yeah that's a good question so are you talking more like sub trades or yes. actually my employees no it could be both it okay. could be both okay. right sub trades it's it's one of those conversations where you you go um 
we're going to bring you in. And now, Manny, to just to preface this, it's I don't uh, rarely will I bid out subcontractors. We've got a really good group of guys that we that we stick with. Okay, and it it just works really well. I, I'm not the kind of guy that gets six or seven prices for an electrician or. You got plumber. your team. You found yeah, yeah, your team. Yeah, you got this really like it's a dream team. Like you get along good and they do great work. Yeah, when I hired those guys on, I just said, you know, f- just don't let me down. And I think I'm not gonna let you down. And and that means to them, just pay me. Yeah. And, and, right. Which <laughs> as, which is as so simple important. As that it's is, very that, simple. That's all it is. And uh, we managed to take care of the guys good, and they've taken care of me. And we, I, I never really had an issue. Yeah, things pop up, and you know, schedules get get canceled or pushed back a little bit but for the most part never had any big issues probably the biggest would be it's more more employees than anything yeah. and at a certain point you feel like you're you're doing a lot of uh more firing than hiring right uh, but you you find reasons for why what's what's happened seen i mean you guys have talked a ton about this about the young kids uh coming in and it's so you bring it up man uh, everyone uh, everyone hates that i bring it up man yeah but. it's they start great but then, but then it's 15 minutes late, and it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then they're smoking pot in the car, and then the, the owner, like you know, then then the owner comes to me and goes, Mike, just to let you know, like we busted the guy smoking weed in the car, and that makes How did me he react? like the the owner, well, or the, when I when I called him out, yeah, he he denied it, but he, he saw him, he yeah, I, like no, it was, I mean, there was no other way, and I believed the client, I and. He, there's no other way. Like, why would he say that? You know, yeah, just yeah, to the, say it. The harshest thing, though, is that you brought this kid in. He's a representative of your business, your brand. He can't wait until after work is done. Yeah. And and I get certain people might have some dependencies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the thing is, you still are a reflection of the business that you're yeah. working for. Yeah. So is it right or wrong? I, I totally 100% agree that it's wrong. You yeah. can't do that. You, yeah. you have to either wait or, or just like, I can't do this job and move on and I'll do it there. But yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't come across that myself, but if someone were to smoke pot and I got whiff of it, I mean, I come from the film business before yeah. construction. Dude, it's almost a cologne in the film yeah, industry, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's just like, I, everybody's reeked of it. The thing is, and whenever you're at the, the rap parties and all this other stuff, it's all passed around. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that wasn't my vice. I had other vices, right? But in the construction business, if I smell it, you're gone. Yeah. It's the same thing with, I get a little sensitive about smoking, especially yeah. when you got clientele that have kids, young kids, whatever they want to, the smoking range gets closer and closer to the door you and smell it on your body. Yeah. It's, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fine. You want to smoke over there, man. Yeah. Do it over there. Yeah. Don't get closer and closer thinking that you're testing me. Right. So pot is like, you're gone, dude. Yeah. You're done. Um, unfortunately I, I gave him a second chance and then he, and then he spat on my face, uh, two, three weeks later, I, he, he went out for lunch and came back, uh, just, just reeking like a mixture of cologne and pot. And I was like, man, don't these kids know that they got to go to a so, uh, grocery store and get oranges. Oranges is what is, is that, that's, oh, okay. that's what it was in the film business, man. You shouldn't have said that. Now they're going <laughs> to, they're going to sell a lot of oranges. Because the thing is oranges can kind of absorb the scent, right? Okay. So whenever you saw guys that you yeah. question, they come back and they're eating, cause not a lot of people eat oranges. Yeah, in general, they'll eat an apple, a banana. Banana is huge on construction. Oh yeah. You're slow. But you see a guy with an orange, Kind of cock your head and look at him, okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Very good. I like that. What? It's vitamin C. Yeah. Mm, yeah, okay. okay vitamin gotta, M, I maybe. I remember that. 
<laughs> so you gave him a second chance, but then he just dropped yeah, that one as well. Yeah, and that was it. And then the, the next day he was done, and he he uh, he threatened to to go to some uh, labor lawyer. That's always nice. And all that stuff, but uh, it, it, he died down, and it it wasn't a big deal afterwards. I think he knew that he blew it, and he did blow it. It was more disappointing, and I didn't care. Like you know. For me, it was more like I'm worried about your safety, dude. I don't want you to fall off a scaffold. We were actually, at the time we were your doing, safety and the people around yeah, you, we, man. And you're and the guys that are working with you. We're doing a vaulted ceiling. We're up on scaffold, and uh, the last thing I wanted to see was that kid knock himself, yeah, uh, through, you know, off the off the top of a scaffold and, yeah. and concussed or whatever. Um, but he didn't get that. So, yeah. but he's gone. And he blew an opportunity, and and since then uh, we we've got new guys. We're up to four guys. The most we were ever at was at ten. But COVID, you know, you kind of take a step back and you you make those tough decisions. But I feel like now we can build off. A, we've got a really good team, guys. What's the youngest? What's the oldest? Youngest guy is uh, 24 and the oldest guy is he's my age. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's like, it's what you you need to find another clone. We always say that. Right. I got lucky on this one and he's uh, he's he's been great, man. I think it's I read this book about leadership 21 irrefutable laws of, of leadership and the and the thing that they said was three percent of your employees will actually give a shit about you the main I goal for you is to get 10 percent to actually care because out of those 10 guys if you got 100 people in your group those 10 guys can rally 10 groups of 10 people to follow your vision yeah and, and help you follow and that's what you want yeah you want you yeah. can't continue doing that every right. day because you'll burn out mm-hmm. and it's too difficult. So I, when I heard that, I go, 3%. I mean, it's like only like 0.5% of, of, of one of my guys uh, actually gives a shit about person. me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. So, yeah. But like, when was the last time someone said to, said to you, Manny, uh, geez, you look stressed. Like, is, like, what can we do to that? Can we, can we work a little bit later to get... <laughs> Never, never, man. So you got to find those guys. Actually, I had it. Yeah. Like, Julio brought it up to me once. He was like, "You seem like you got some other stuff on your mind." And I was like, "Yeah, I got a few little <laughs> things on my mind right now. Thanks for asking. I really appreciate that." So I was like, "Okay, so you catch it? I mean, which yeah. is it's true." So 0.3%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got a crew of ten people, that's not even one person, it's not even man. One person, man. So it's yeah. basically on an hourly basis that person cares. Kind of. I, I, I mean, moment to moment. I think it was more, it was based on, on larger companies. And then what are you? You care 100%. Yeah, you care too much. 110%. Yeah. yeah. So you got to find the guys that care. And I feel like now we've got a really good group of guys. And I think that's, we can grow off that now. So how do we find more guys that care? Whether they're young or they're older or they want to transition to a different industry. Yeah. Like the thing is that guys will talk a big game, come in, I'll give them a shot. And then they just don't live up to what the game was expressed to me. Right, right. So then I'm just like, this is not working. I'm sorry, but it's not working. I thought about this a little bit because I figured this, this was going to come up today. You got to get bigger importance of trades. You got to get the right people into trades at a young age. Yep. And, the, and how you do that is you abolish the stigmas of, of and like you said, you can make sick figures doing this. Yep. You need to let people know that they, that they can make a really good living at this. So is that, Mike, is that honestly, okay, I'm looking at, let's talk about the kids. Is it the money that's the motivating factor here? Or is it that I'm going to get dirty, the motivating factor? Or is it that I'm going to drive a vehicle that's not going to get me any pussy? Like, which one is it, right? (laughs) I'm just, I'm trying to think of, is it really the money? And I know that I don't want to be selfish here and say it, but I think millennials are primarily about money. 
they really want a lot of money for what they're offering. And I don't see it. And I've joked where they've always asked for an hourly wage greater than their age. And I don't, as a business owner, I can't, like, if you run the numbers that way and the way you produce on site and I'm paying you X amount, it's not business savvy enough for me to carry you because you either need to step up or your wage needs to step down. Yeah. So, I mean, is it the money? Is it the job? Is it the car? I, I, I don't think it's the money. It can't be because I think if you're, if you're an 18, 19 year old, you're probably making more money than the guys that, than your buddies walking out of university. If you're in construction, 100%. 100%. I've are. spoken to enough guys out here that, like you, have taken an initiative at a younger age, yeah. got into the trades, got their seal, got their appendix, got their everything, and they're making a lot more than the guys who just got out of university yeah. or post, and they're carrying a six-figure debt. Yeah, here's here's what you have to you have to let these kids know, too. It's like what, what I've taken out of my training as a carpenter is, well, I can build a house for myself. The pay anyone to do that. So that, that's got to be a bit of perks to everyone's job, right? The perk to our job is we know how to, we know how to build this and yeah. sell it one day for six, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars over asking or, or yeah. more than what you paid for or whatever it is. The kids have to realize that's what I tell my guys. I go, learn how to do this quick. And when you're ready to jump into a house, buy a beater, buy a time machine, yeah, and, and flip it yeah. and make some money. I do love seeing the younger guys because I like like I I I don't have employees. I have one employee. Most of it is all sub trades. I use a lot of the similar mm-hmm. sub trades, but I like bringing in the crews come in and they they're a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. They take care of everything. But I like seeing the younger guys ask questions of the sub trades. Yeah, and then they're asking questions either for their own personal places or for their own incentive for their own business, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. That they eventually want to get into. So I love that wealth being shared that mm-hmm. way because a crew coming in. HVAC, plumbing, electrical, whatever, they'll be very willing to offer up experience. And then you can't get that unless you get to a point where you get a certain job and all of a sudden you can bring in all these people that can, and then while they're there, have a conversation and start asking these questions. And you're right. You're at that young age and you, you're hustling to buy a place, but then you're forgetting that you need to have all this experience because then you can open up a wall and do something. We know how easy it is to change a low bearing wall. You get a client who goes, I want to get rid of this wall here, but we're told it's a low-bearing wall. They think it's just tens of thousands of dollars involved, right? We know the game that is, it's not that expensive when you when you right. break it down, right. but yeah. we know what to do too yeah. and how to do it. So it's like, it's a huge advantage what you just said, yeah. where buy the place and flip it and you can do a lot of stuff to it that yeah. will give you a lot of value in return. I think I think if you're if you're a young person right now, I think the best thing for you to do would be to get into a trade. Forget about anything else. Uh, there's going to be a huge need for trades very soon. It's happening. You Five years, now, there's 50,000 in Ontario going to disappear. Yeah. So that's uh, a fact. And, and, and think, you know what comes with that? It comes, there's come dollar signs yeah. uh, come rolling down the hill. Yeah. Believe me, it's happening. And I'm so glad that I, that I'm in it because I can't wait can't wait for that. It's going to be great because it, it, you're, you're, you're going to be beating people away from you because you're not going to be able to take jobs. I had a client recently that was a referral from another client who actually just funny enough kind of overstepped onto another client. So it was two clients of mine knew these people and they both were talking to my clients looking for a contractor and both my clients expressed me and all of a sudden they realized we're talking about the same person here. And these people were house shopping. Mm-hmm. They were looking for a specific place. I actually went out with them to go look at it before they purchased it. And it was a nice place, gorgeous place, but it needed some work. 
And then all of a sudden they gave me parameters of what they wanted to do and they gave me a budget. And the thing is that they don't know construction, but they know what they've gotten from the two clients that I have worked with me. And yeah, I'm expensive, but I also take care of a lot of things that we discover and I present it and I'll give you the hard facts on what it's going to cost to do it. So I presented my numbers and they were just like, just blown away. Like, how is this this high? And but the thing is, I'm literally giving them 10 page breakdown because I looked at their drawings. I looked at what was oh, the yeah. scope. I looked at the variables. I looked at, OK, well, you guys haven't described the structural element here alone. But based on these drawings and what you're asking for, I already know what potentially the engineer is going to ask for. I'm not an engineer, but I could play one on TV, that kind of mentality, right? So I already have an, a rough idea of what's, what's asking here. So I'm giving you numbers. I'm giving you realistic numbers. And I did preempt everything with them. I was saying, you're going to find a contractor that will say yes to the number that you're looking for. And what's going to happen is that number is going to creep and it's going to creep and it's going to keep on creeping. Yeah. I'm just getting you to the place where you guys want to get to. And if you can't afford it, we find the, the final conversation we had was wait, move in. Enjoy yeah. the place, get irritated yeah. by what you don't like about it, and then figure out exactly what you want to do. And then also shop around, talk to other contractors. Yeah. But I mean, if you come across one contractor out of three that you've spoken to, and one says, yeah, you can do it for that number, and the other two say you can't do it for that number, I would be listening to the two and not Absolutely. to the one. That's the biggest problem in residential. Commercial and ICI, it's so like uh, structured because everything's uh, unionized, right? Yeah. So you got, everything's very like, we know the price of labor and et cetera. The number, the number's um, there. The thing I hate about residential is you get outbid by guys that, are they, you know, are they doing an estimate like this, Manny? With, with is it a 10 page document on a fucking basement? They're not. They're with, sending with it what? over a text going, listen, I looked at it. Yeah. I think you're about uh, maybe uh, <laughs> 95, 25. I'm not too sure. <laughs> Around there. Is that including tax? Mm, well, maybe. Maybe it could be. You tell me. Is it are you recording right now? Are you recording right now? <laughs> no, no, it's not. No tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Those yeah. guys, right? Yeah. And I'm not picking on the Italians because everybody, every every background every, does this, yeah, right? But the yeah, thing is, the yeah. clients asked for this, right? Yeah. They totally asked for this. That was the one guy's mistake on, on the earlier podcast that well, he took the lower price on the guys. And I think that that ended up biting him in the ass. And unfortunately, it wasn't even for that much money. Uh, 50, the price difference. The, yeah, 50 grand is really not a ton of cash. They it, sold themselves. It, yeah. And, and, yeah. And that's why it's really convenient that you still need to market yourself. Yeah. You need to market yourself. and But the thing is, you got to back it up. You have to really back it up. Yeah. And I've always said, listen, I don't know everything about construction. And what I don't know... I'll source somebody out that knows and I'll speak to them yeah. about it and I'll bring them in and they can do it and I'll learn from it and then I know how to do it the next time. Yeah. And then that's the great thing about construction where you can always learn every single day, every single job, every single client, you learn. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you learn some tough lessons, sometimes you learn some great lessons, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you something. So how come you, uh, how come you said you feel like you're expensive? And, and how come when you said it, you kind of felt like... Uh, I've been told that. But there's nothing wrong with that. Though. There's nothing wrong with it. And I always, whenever I do get a job, I always have a very casual conversation at some point during the job. Why did you hire me? I always want to know mm -hmm. why you hired me. Yeah. For the most part, I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, it was the personality connection that they had with me. They felt comfortable with me. They liked me and what I was presenting. And even though I was higher, I always hear that. I always hear that right. following the personality, right? Even though you were hired, I, I, you were higher than everybody else, we felt really 
good with you. So we went with you. And then it's nice. You do the job, you deliver, and then they just compliment. And then they're just going to be your sounding board for other future projects. What's the difference between you and a designer? How come a designer gets uh, 300 bucks an hour and you, you, you can't? <laughs> Can you explain that uh, to I, me? How do I explain this with, with pissing people <laughs> off? Um, I mean, I've had one designer on the show. And, and she was honest about certain things. But I, I just when I started learning about designers and they charge an hourly rate or a package rate, depending on the scope of the job, and then they charge a shopping rate and they charge a delivery material rate and they do all this stuff. And I look at the numbers going back to the real estate agents where they're taking 5% and then you're doing all this work. And, and all of a sudden I'm looking at what the interior designers are charging. It's high. In my opinion, it's high mm -hmm. for the value. And it goes back to the kid it, it, for the value that they're bringing. I find that it's high. Yeah. What, how are you, what are your thoughts on that? I wanted can I tell you a quick story about sure. a designer? And, sure. and it was one of my biggest jobs I ever had. It was $1.2 million project that we did. It was huge. And That's was, a big I was, one. I was 33 years old and the, the client was a, was a judge out in Newmarket. Wow. And she took a flyer on <laughs> Talk me. Talk about pressure, man. Oh man. It was, uh, the, she was the most fantastic client I've ever had. In my nice. Life. Uh, she was awesome. But there was a designer who, who actually brought me in as part of the uh, package. I was packaged under her. Okay. You know, we're, in, we're getting into the job. We've got demo going on. We've gutted the house completely. And now we've got the back addition happening and excavations going on. I'm going like, fuck, I, I, get, I submitted my progress payment like 30 days ago. And like, I need, I need some cha-cha here. Yeah. So I, I went up and I said, listen, like, can, we get, can we get rolling on some payments here? Because you know, the guys are hungry. Um, yeah, I don't know, no problem, no problem, no problem. So late, 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 late. Again, she's 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 taking on the process of controlling the money. Okay. The designer. The, the designer. Yeah. Everything's being filtered through her. It's being filtered through her. Okay. And, and you just said the right word, right? Okay. You know what's coming next. Don't yeah. You? Okay. Yeah. So payments are getting slower and slower, and finally I said, "Fuck this! I can't live like this anymore." Um, I'm so I went directly to the client. The judge. The judge, mm. and I said, "Listen." Um, I want to let you know, and I'm not trying to wrap people out here, and I understand how people, they need to make a living and, and run a business, but I'm going to, I'm pulling out the green lead job boxes. They're going to load back onto my trailer and we are fucking out of here and we're done. How did she, she respond? Goes, she goes, what's going on? I go, I haven't been paid. I mean, we got the place demoed and we've got excavation happening and we've got rough and going and I haven't been paid a single dime. And I'm like, don't you know this? She's like, oh my God, this is, this is a disaster. Uh, we she was oblivious to it. She didn't know. Manny, she hired this woman to, to She was one of those clients that was like, just take the job. I'll see you in four months. Like, just take care of it. We, I trust you, and I, I don't want to. You know, I'll see you when I see you. But like, you're in control here. Okay. And uh, we, it, she was terrible too. Like, just could not. Like, I ended up taking over the job, project management, subtrades, everything under my wing. I said I won't do it any other way. She can stay on and design for you. That's fine. But you're going to pay me the check directly. I'm not going through her. And then and then the weasels came out. And then it was like, then she realized that there was like 40 points going on. My invoice. Right? She was that Manny, high? Manny, Manny. Scary high. Holy it, it, cow. It, 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 and then it got to the point we were sitting at a meeting at a, at a bar, the three of us, hashing some things out. And I've never seen a woman uh, so angry at the amount of money that she blew in the first four months. We, we caught it early enough where we, we, we put a stop before it got like really bad. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, 
think the kitchen costs like came in at sixty grand. She marked it up as a hundred twenty thousand dollar kitchen. She had she had some of her own subs that were that were that were rolling in there. Manny, yeah, criminal, eh? Wow, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, that was a big reason why uh, the client and myself, you know, to, to this day, we still chat and I call her once every couple months to see how she's This is the doing. first time that that client was using this designer. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But but again, like. It was the selling of like saw it on all the Instagram stuff and like she's in like magazines of like fine home building and fucking at the construct Canada show and like and just like oh this is like the real deal. And you but that's like, a little greedy, no? You don't think that that's a little greedy? Many, to, I mean, was she ever on site? She came on site with her stilettos, <laughs> and I kicked her off actually. So I can't allow it in here with those. <laughs> uh, not not very often. Not but no it it. The, the whole thing was like, she saw me a little bit younger. Maybe she thought I was a little naive, didn't realize, you know, where I came from. And she thought, okay, this is a target. I'm going to take this kid and I'm going to, I'm going to take his invoices and mark them up 40%. She has no clue I'm doing it. The, like the client. And, uh, and, and that was her, like she was going to retire on that. I get a lot of messages from designers asking me about this, this exact stigma between contractors and designers and why it's yeah. there. And how do we not have it there? How do we get along? And I'm like, I think it's that. I, I th think, yeah, I think you just got to go, you know what? Why don't you stick to designing and, and we'll build it and let's work together. But yeah. you got to be careful with that. With that, I understand people need to make a living and there's margins and markups and overhead. Like, I get that. But Jesus, fuck, man. Like, to. to I know, but now that. the client goes back and go, listen, he was great. He was a great contractor. He did, his team did a great job. But the kitchen cost $110,000 or whatever it was. And you're like going, but it didn't really cost that much money. Yeah. So why is it that much, man? And then that was just one thing. And then there's other things. Yeah. We, we ended up, we exposed her completely. Um, Fuck, I hope she's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> we, we exposed her completely and she ended up, we ended up, uh, she, she was gone. Uh, we kicked her, we had to kick her out. So she was terminated. Yeah, it was a job. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was fired and then we, we finished it and, um, so who handled the rest of the designing? We, we had enough to go off of and then we, the last podcast I think I listened to with Jim, he was like, we had the plumbing. She was taking care of that stuff and yeah. showing her the right way and yeah, yeah. the tile. We, we, you know, she, she managed, she already had a great idea anyways. The client was smart. Well, she in the beginning, they already designed all the boards. It's, so everything's yeah. all set up we, at we, that point. We had it, like, it was that, it was designed almost to the point of, like, we had the drapery going. Got like, it. Like, it was close. Okay. So we, we took a lot of that, and she paid for it. Like, the one thing I will say about the client was she paid for those designs. And she paid probably 10, 15 times more than she should have. Probably. But she did the right thing, and she, she, she cashed her out. And, and kind of said, you know, there won't be any liens happening on this project. It's just a fair smart. settlement. It's smart of her. She, she's a, she knows. She's a judge. She's a yeah. She knows what this is all about. Yeah. She, the thing with her, is, as she always said to me, was the last thing that I need, it would be the worst possible thing for her, Manny, would be someone to lean her. Because then that goes around. And yeah. everyone's And people like, talk. Oh, yeah, exactly. But you got to wonder about this designer, how many other other clients that she was actually doing similar things with or other contractors she was doing similar it's, things yeah, with. Yeah, it's so unfortunate because we, we had so many, we had so much work uh, lined up through her that I ended up canceling because I couldn't live the lie. I just, we, we I think we had like five or 600,000 on top of the 1.2 lined up. It's the kickbacks that kill me yeah. when I hear about guys having to kick back 10, 20 points to a designer 
when they're doing all yeah. the work. Yeah. And I don't get that part because, and I have yet to do this with, with my sub trades. I don't do the kickbacks. Oh. I remember the very first couple of jobs I did, there was some extras attached to it. And all of a sudden a sub trade came up to me and goes, here's some cash for you. And I go, what's this for? He goes, it's for the kickback. I was going, what's that? I don't, what is that? And he goes, well, you got the job and I have to give you, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I've seen this movie, man. It's just like, that's not me. That's not how it works. Keep the money, go buy lunch or something or keep it in the pocket. Yeah. And I haven't taken a kickback since, right? Or ever. I just, I can't do it. It's like the price yeah. that you gave me is the price that I give the yeah, client. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah, I have yeah. my fee. I have my profit yeah. and I have stuff like that. That's yeah. my business. But the kickbacks, I don't get, man. Yeah. And, oh. and entire, interior designers live off those. I don't understand how they do it. I mean, the one thing I will say about like, I wouldn't call it a kickback, but like you deserve, if you're managing that sub trade, man, you deserve, yeah. you're managing. There's you're the a guy. fee. Yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, And I think that's more than fair. And again, like it, we're here to make money and, and provide for our family. So yeah, you deserve that, man. Yeah. And, and so do I. And if we're managing sub trades and, and multiples on a job site, we deserve to get paid for it. Otherwise, why doesn't the client just do it? They don't want the headache. Right. That's well, the that's thing right. about so it, we'll right? take the headache on yeah. and we'll, we'll do that. And that's that, but that costs money. I want to know, Mike, what are some of the things that you've done differently in the last couple of years that you didn't do in the beginning of doing custom resi? Have you done anything oh, or is it yeah, and a couple of big game changers? For like me. what? Estimating software. Okay. What are you using these days? Huge. Clear, we use clear estimates. Okay. Being able to like whip up estimates, but like super accurate, detailed proposals to give clients. We feel like we like we can win those jobs just based on how good it looks. How quickly you want to turn around an estimate? Man, <laughs> I, I know. It's, I, I try to get it in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we talk about two weeks, and I get it. It's yeah, a stigma yeah, again, yeah, yeah. like that whole cliche about yeah. you know how long is it going to take? Two weeks? Yeah, I get it. But I try to get it in two weeks, yeah. but that's three weekends, and then during the week it's tough. It's very dark. It's, it's very hard. Yeah. So how quickly do you try to get them to the clients? We're like, right now, we're like two, three weeks out, and we have okay. no shame in saying that to them. Yeah. And if, if you want to move forward with someone else, that's fine. But I can't, I can't do it any quicker, Manny. Yeah. Um, it's nice that it's like those things can whip up pretty quick, but you got to put the time in. And, and when Jim was like, oh, like, you know, if we could only get paid for estimates, I'm like, man, I'd be fucking really rich right I now. I know lots of contractors yeah. out there that talk about you should be getting paid for it, but yeah, the thing is, yeah. we, we understand that we submitted. I've done my fair share of submissions, even last year and this year, where yeah. I didn't get the job. I submitted it, never heard back from the client. That sucks. And I, it sucks, It totally and I get it, and I, there was one job I submitted and never heard from them. Yeah. I was working literally three houses away finishing up that job and all of a sudden I see a whole new crew show up yeah. and I was like, I guess I didn't get the job. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing I don't like about that, man, is like the, the information that you're providing. And this is very like, this is confidential. This is, is your business. It is that you've flopped down in a 10 page document. Now they've given that they've now I've got an insight into Manny. Like I would love to steal one of your estimates yeah. because then I know I can, okay, like how does I've he, had how a does client price, right? take my estimate and show it to the other guy. And he yeah. says I could do it for 10% less. Yeah. No, and, that's, and I said, you realize that actually states that yeah. on the estimate that you're not allowed to do that. And I just said, you know what? I'm not even interested in working with you. I'm going to walk away. And I just, how do you feel about that? Because I'm sure it's happened. Well, or it, happens, maybe. it happens a lot. And it's it's very frustrating And um, because you work really... like I mean, at least I do. I work hard on these things because I want to be as accurate as possible because I don't want to have those conversations where you're like, 
like, we got a lot of change orders here, guys. Like, we yeah. missed this. We missed. Yeah. Like, look how stupid I look. So you put the time into these things, and you want to be as accurate as possible as possibly you can. And you've got line items with with numbers beside the line items. It kills me. Yeah. When I submit them, and I know that I'm not going to get the job, but you got to do it because if you don't, then you got the bad review on Google. This fucking I he didn't he didn't even bother to send an estimate back to me. What a prick! And and those are the guys. <laughs> I wish you, I wish I would have charged you five hundred bucks for this. Yeah, so you know? at least you it's, make some money, right? It's frustrating. I, it's funny you say that about the estimates because I know Jim and I have been talking about the roundtable and we've been talking primarily about coming up with those things where a lot of guys don't want to share. Yeah. And, and I remember early on in social media, I, one of my posts that I shared was actually a copy of an estimate that I was doing, just a page of it. Yeah. And the way it was just broken down. And I had so many guys reach out to me, ask me all these kinds of questions. And then, and then I just quickly realized, guys really don't know how to do this, man. Oh, I know. They learn. They have to learn. Yeah. So, And it was funny. Is when I first met Jim, when we started sitting down and talking, I didn't even ask it. And the guy just pulled out his estimate and started showing me how he did yeah. it. And I was like going... You're not supposed to do this, Jim. I don't get it. Like I, I thought the industry, he goes, what? What's the big deal? We're all working in the same industry. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of work for everybody. There is co- sort of a brotherhood here, yeah. and I'm just I'm just passing on the knowledge to somebody Fantastic. else. Yeah. So we we've talked about this. Where we want to actually have an open forum. We want to talk about everybody. Bring their estimates. I mean, let's talk about what is it that's working really well for your estimate. What's it that's not working well? How do we solve this? And all of a sudden, we can actually all as a collective yes. develop better estimates. And that, oh man, you're like, I'm we're loving, way ahead I'm of it. Loving, man. I'm loving this. We're I'm, way ahead of it, man. Like, that's Trust the me. biggest problem with residential is like, I was lucky because I, uh, I went to George Brown College in between my apprenticeship. Okay. And I did the construction engineering and management, which focused heavily on estimating. Yes. It was like a, th- it was like three years. It's all of, paper. Yeah. yeah. Which, but helped me understand what an estimate is and how to break it down. Yeah. And then these software programs come out, they do it for you. And and now you can be super organized, but now you're not missing things because yeah. it's like it's reminding you. Yeah. Oh, don't don't forget about the masonry. Don't forget about. Do do people even know what the fuck clear estimate is? No, a lot of people probably don't know. And there you is, know, I think everybody that's done their own estimates and not taken the initiative, has missed an item. Oh, I think every single time they've missed it, and they can't believe that they missed it. And then all of a sudden they presented the number got sent. And now they have to accept that. They can't go back to the client that who's awarded the job to you and go, I kind of forgot all the brick. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like you guys got to spend the time, spend the effort. And that's why I was asking, how long do you tell clients? And we try to say two weeks, but ideally it's probably three. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, 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 I keep them informed. I still keep an email going, going, listen, I haven't finished it. I'll get it to you shortly. I just let them know and I try to deliver on those 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 de- those deliverables, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that you keep them informed. They're doing their own homework. They're speaking to other people. And to be very honest, that if someone else gets their estimate in before you, like a week earlier, and their number might be a little bit less or a little bit more, the client's going to favor them over you. Yeah. You well, will lose a job. And right, that's yeah. going to hurt later on when you find out, <clears> when you ask the client and you take the initiative, go... Why didn't you hire me? And you go, listen, you guys just got your estimate in a week later. And yeah. we wanted to just get the ball rolling. Yeah, it didn't look as good. It didn't look as good. Yeah. So it kind of they just kind of look at it like, uh, how's he going to be on the job site if you can't get the estimate? Yeah. What's it mean? Is he going to roll in at 10? Is he going to leave at 2? Yeah. They start thinking yeah. that. No, you're right. That's the issue, right? And yeah. you don't want them to start thinking yeah. that. They found you for a reason. It was funny. I just recently got, I think, my first lead. Because this client listens to podcasts. 
No way. And I'm like, whoa. My first thought was, wait a minute. What have I said about clients? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it's great that the podcast, and it's done that for other contractors yeah. as well. I, and I've joked over and over, construction Tinder, like that's what we are because guys reach out to everybody and I love it, right? So I was just, I got this email and it goes, listen, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I listened to it. I was wondering if you'd be interested in looking at this third story edition. I was like, for sure I am. That's awesome. So I'm yeah. like, okay, this is great. So it, it is out there, but you got to get the estimate. You got to get it out there. You got to send it out. You got to, you got to do all this work. It is our second day job. Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. to because we have to feed the machine as it keeps on going. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, I've got this job. Once it's wrapped up, I don't know. Yeah. We're always unemployed as soon as we finish a job. Yeah. But maybe it's one of those things you say, Manny, to a client. Listen, we, we want to take care of this estimate as best we can. We want to put our time into it so we don't run into issues down the road. If yeah. you kind of give me that leeway before you make a decision, I think you're going to really like what we have to propose to you. Give me that extra week. Let me do a really bang up job and take it from there. Yeah. Maybe that's what you say. Maybe that's what you have to say. That's what I've been doing. I mean, I'm sure your estimates have been getting heavier and heavier like mine where I'm getting so much more detail out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to think, am I intimidating the client? Oh, man. Because it's, it's kind of like, okay, so he's literally broken down everything. Yeah. Every line item, every yeah. department, every scope, detail, all this other stuff. And now they're looking at it going... I didn't realize that yeah. this, I didn't realize this, this. And then in the back of my head, the only thing I'm concerned about is if they start comparing another estimate to mine. And for whatever reason, let's say for argument's sake, the drywall and the other is maybe $500 cheaper. And then they're going to mm -hmm. go, well, you know what? His drywall is cheaper. Drywall is maybe not that important. So why don't we go with him? That's yeah. in the back of my mind. Yeah. I'm thinking you got to compare apples and apples. So we don't know what they're doing or how they're doing it. Cause you know this, Mike, Construction has set rates across the board. Mm -hmm. Everyone's asking certain rates. So your numbers should be pretty close to everybody. And at that point, the client should be asking or deciding based on how they feel regarding the contractor that they want to hire. You know, I think to be fair, Manny, like if you're if you're going to have hire you, for example, or the, or the one tooth Kenny, the one tooth then, Kenny, <laughs> then <laughs> Then, uh, like one tooth, Kenny's not going to be anywhere near your type of pricing per square footage or linear yeah. footage or whatever yeah. it is. So I think you got to go with apples to apples yeah. on it. That's important. It's it's so important. Like, you know, just just take a look at the guy when he pulls up in his truck. Poke it, poke inside. Is it tidy? Okay, that's a good start. It, I agree. So let's. Uh, How do they roll yeah. out? What do yeah. they look like? Yeah, yeah. Do they shave? Do they smell yeah. like oranges? Yeah. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, th I think con yeah. I think clients should do that. Yeah. I think that, that that's part of the interview process. Yeah. And it's an interview. Yeah. It is an interview. Yeah. And and I think uh, the one thing clients need to realize too, you know, big bad contracts. We got a terrible name going on right now, man. You're right. But there's there's also those clients that uh, believe me, they they wish that you didn't put down together a very organized line item document to yeah. give them because they want to fucking jam you up. Yeah. Let's be uh, take it easy on the contractors a little There's bit. There's always guys. that risk yeah. there. I mean, it's just like we have the stereotypes, yeah. man. Yeah. I get it. We were talking to the ladies, and they were really frustrated that they couldn't find any contractors to even come out to quote little jobs, small jobs. And and then they yeah. were comparing it to uh, what is that website, Jiffy or whatever, right? Yeah. Jiffy.com. I've yeah. never been to it, but it just uh, so they they a lot of women find their trades mm -hmm. at that website and websites yeah. like that. 
Yeah. Are they reputable? We don't know. They're just a number. They come in, they submit their instrument, and they do the job. Is it a good job? I don't know. I just get the sense that it might not be that great of a job. Yeah, I don't think if uh, you know if you're putting together the type of projects that uh, that I see on your Instagram, you're you, you have no interest in doing Jiffy. Like like so. I don't do are, home stars. Right. I don't do Jiffy. Neither do I. I, I think don't it's do any of it. Trusted pros or, or or this guy approved yeah. or that guy approved. We don't. It, it's not. You know, we're not the type of contractor that's like. If you hire us, we're gonna give you a free TV. Guys do that. Yeah. Or we're like, we'll give. Uh, Is you it know, wood grain and a tube, and it's like <laughs> it can only be floor mounted? Like, what kind of TV are they giving yeah. up? You get, a, you know, I don't know, like a two hundred dollar <laughs> gift card to Starbucks if you hire us. You know, we're. <laughs> it's just, you know what? It's true, man. But that, that, that's what I love about when when I speak to Jim, whenever we meet and, and we're talking, the guy's been in it for almost five decades, and the guy yeah. still has a passion for it. Yeah. And and I trust me, man. I don't know if you, Mike, you probably have had, I've had my days where I'm fucking out. I'm tapping out. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I really can't. I'm like, people are angry at me. People yeah. think I'm an asshole. People like, I didn't do anything bad, all this other shit. And I'm like, I'm not. I am an asshole to an extent, but I'm not to what they think I am. Yeah. So I'm like, why are people treating me this way? I don't get it. He's got a passion for it. And I want mm -hmm. that passion. I want yeah. that passion that I found early on. And I, I occasionally find, you know, I, I easily find it two, three times a week. I'll yeah. be on the job site. Yeah. We'll go through stuff. We'll scratch our head, try to figure out something. Yeah. You know, new scope will open up and the client will go, listen, can you just give me a number for that? And I'll figure out the number and he'll approve it. And all of a sudden I'll be like, okay, cool. Now we got to figure it out. And then yeah. you get that high, you figure it out, you do it yeah. and you move on. And all of a sudden, hey, we had a good day. Productive. Yeah. We got a lot done. You know, clients paying, everything's good. But yeah. I mean, are you ever concerned about, just all of a sudden, I'm going to put the white flag up and just tap out. Last year, we were doing a big project. And, uh, of course, it had to be at Christmas. And we got to get it done before Christmas. And I said, listen, we're like, I'm like, if we weren't showing up every day and, and, and we weren't doing work and I didn't have six guys on, on this job, like, then you could you could be upset. I'm like, the fact of the matter is we've got $56,000 in, in, in extras and change orders. Like we're doing our best. Like, listen, I want to, I want to meet this target too. Cause I don't want to fucking work on Christmas Eve either. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and get the phone calls that night. Boom, 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 boom. And I remember sitting in my, in my truck out front of the job and I'm, I'm sweating. I got a little bit of chest pain. I'm rattled, red faced. And I'm going, I'm having a fucking heart attack. I'm 37 years old. I'm having a heart attack. I drove myself to the, <laughs> to the fucking hospital. Cow. Dude. And I, I, I walk in. I left my car, my truck, right in the emergency with the keys on. Because I thought I was having a heart attack, man. The stress that this job had put on me. Yeah. And and the thing, it was it was undue stress. Because we, like I said, we were there every single day. And we had six guys on it. We had the trays rolling. And it was going good. But when you got 50, 60 grand of extras, like... It expands the schedule. Yeah, yeah. I think part of it too, you put your own, your own your pressure on yourself because you want to succeed and you want to uh, make the client happy. But that put me in the hospital. I, I when I walked in, I go, I'm having a heart attack. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Like, but I'm, but I'm having a heart damn attack. Sure I'm having a heart attack. I just googled yeah. a bunch of stuff yeah. and I got a medical degree right. right now and I'm having a yeah. heart attack. And the nurse looks at me. She goes, sit down over there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then we got checked that it was, and he goes, you know, listen, you had an anxiety attack. That's goes, what I gotta, figured bring, it was. Yeah. Bring, your, bring your stress level down. I remember the first yeah. time I had one of yeah. those. I yeah. think I was in my late 30s, early yeah. 40s. I had the first one. I was like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Yeah. What's going on here, Scary, man? Eh? It is pretty yeah. intense, man. Yeah. So all you young guys out there, yeah. when you start getting all these tingly fingers and all this other shit, what's going on yeah. in your old body, and it's like yeah. nothing's working the way it's supposed to be working, something going on. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so, and and I think that was the the time. The guys, to answer your question, is I try not to let that get to me as much. I try to focus. Now it's like, but before the gym shut down, going to F forty five at four o'clock, I shut down, pack up the tools. The guys can stay if they'd like to, but I'm I'm taking my life back and uh, good for you. And I'm going to the gym and I'm starting to feel better. And then they shut things down again, and I'm like, damn it, but. That's kind of outside what, walk, yeah, home yeah, gym, just yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. My gym's a pure ghetto, pure, pure ghetto, yeah. old school. But yet, when everything was all shut down, yeah. lots of guys were asking yeah. me where I got this shit from. And I was like, dude, I just made up this yeah. shit over yeah. the years, man. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't have a membership yeah. or anything like that because I can still use it and it works. Yeah. But yeah, no, that helps. Yeah. That it's just, you know what? Me. Disconnecting. Yeah. And some of the best feelings sometimes, and I totally recommend this to, to anybody shut the phone off, man. Tell your yeah. significant other, tell people key, foreman or anybody else, go, listen, phone's going to be off. Like when you yeah. call, it's going to go right to voicemail. And by the way, I don't have a voicemail. Yeah. I got rid of that too. I'm like, you going to get a hold of me? It's a text or a DM or an email. But occasionally shut the phone off, yeah. man. Literally. Yeah. And, and you'll feel better. Yeah. And then just being okay with doing that too. Don't feel nerve. Don't feel like anxious about, oh, am I missing client calls? You know, if it's an emergency, they can always email you. But yeah. Um, and know, anybody but, but who's got those iPhones out there, shutting it off actually yeah. prolongs the life of the iPhone. <laughs> it does. And wearing yeah. out the battery right to the bitter end when yeah. it totally chops out and the, the Apple logo comes up, that actually makes the phone last longer. It does. So it's like you're actually benefiting, <laughs> yeah. man. So yeah. it's worth it. There, you know, there are some there there are some great contractors out there, and, and I don't think uh, a lot of them get enough credit for the amount of work they do and how how good they are. But, you know, from a client, you know, treat those guys good. Like, yeah. you, you know, take care of them because they're building your dream house or they're building your doctor's office or your lawyer's office. And uh, they have families and lives, too. And they have they have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're not, still human. They're man. not animals, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, you, you know, do you really need to, to call the guy at eight o'clock at night on a Sunday to talk about tiles? No. Do you answer those phones? I used to. I don't, I don't anymore. anymore. Yeah, I and don't. What a, if I see the text or anything yeah. that I just look at it and I ignore it. What a good feeling, eh? I t I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking that they're probably thinking he saw the message. I know he did. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but I'm not responding. Yeah. And then what I generally do is, if they've upset me, I'll respond at four o'clock yeah. in the morning when yeah. I get up. <laughs> it's in my contract now, Manny. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a certain time, after five o'clock. Good for you, man. They can. Uh, a text is fine or email, but uh, calling, uh, we're not. We're not interested. Good uh, for you, man. Seriously, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of guys yeah. should do that because the thing is, we're not. It's not ownership. Like you don't have the right to. You gotta go home, have dinner with your wife and family. Yeah. And you want that time for them, and yeah. you don't want it to be. It's disrupted yeah so it's important the same way that they don't want i mean clients always dictate no we don't have the media at that time because we're going to have some family time together I go, yeah. well you know what guess what uh me too yeah so why not be respectful on both sides yeah. of the fence yeah. and when we're here we're working our nine to five so to speak so yeah. 7 30 to 4 whatever let's talk let's yeah. figure it out yeah no no it's good that you put it in your contract man yeah. it was affecting 
relationship with my wife and my kids and totally. st- stressing out about things that I couldn't do anything till tomorrow anyways. Yeah. So what, what was, what the, was point? the point? Unless you know, the house is on fire yeah. or there's a flood, that's a different story. Yeah. But you and, know what, Manny? If the house is on fire, call you know call 911. Yeah. Right? It's, it's going to get taken care of that way. I can't save it anyways. It's on fire. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we never had anything like that happen. No. And, and usually it's just petty little things and uh, but not anymore i so. was just thinking about the color of this okay and i was just <laughs> thinking what do you think about the yeah. color of this oh, and i was like you know what let's talk about it tomorrow yeah, yeah. i'll let you know about this color let me unwind a bit let me get my brain around the day and yeah. and focus on uh my kids and then we'll, we'll reboot it tomorrow morning yeah nice mike so yeah. mike I, okay so mike thank you so much for being on the show thank you mike campbell at integral bell www.ibbg.ca 905-691-3830 Mike at IBBG.ca Yep, you got it. Is there anything that we missed? Is there anything else you want to bring up? I think we covered everything, man. We covered a lot, dude. Yeah, it was a good chat. My whole objective when we do the podcast is to piss off somebody, to make somebody laugh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. educate somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, Yeah, that's all. And, and just and learn. I yeah. want to learn myself, right? Yeah. So it's as long as we hit these kind of markers, I'm totally happy. It's a good show and good. everything's worked out really well. Good. Well, I really appreciate it, man. It was great chat. No, thank you so you much and, for uh, reaching out. We're not done yet. I oh, got, okay. Oh. I, I got the 12 questions for you, man. Oh, okay. I got the 12 questions for you. So the guys yesterday were a little intimidated by that. And I was like, dude, it's just, there's no right or wrong. <laughs> there's no right or wrong, man. It's just really about fun and just trying to figure out, you know, your personality kind of okay. thing, right? So here we go, Mike. All right. What is your favorite construction word? Favorite construction word. Progress payment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's been brought up. Oh, has it? Oh, I, shit. I think it has, oh, man, because it is good. It's it is good. good. It's a good one. What is your least favorite construction word? This this one for sure has been brought up. Deficiencies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What turns you on in construction? Man, I love like just a razor sharp 12 inch <laughs> saw blade. On my on my Bosch, brand new, brand new, just sparkling. Wait, brand new out of the pack, or brand new with the wax ring off of it? Oh like, no, just like resha- the, the, the wax ring. It was oh, pleasure uh, to like, peel uh, that thing uh, off, put it in, boom, let's I start know, zipping. Right? And yeah. it's just, it feels like it's sharper yeah. than it was yeah. if it was brand yeah. new. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is a good one, man. What turns you off in construction? Oh, uh, I think. I, what? The, that's a good question. Give me, give me, give me two seconds here. Let sure. Me, let me think about this. Sure. Um, Come back. Come back to it. Okay. Give me a shot. What is your favorite curse word or phrase? You ignorant cunt. <laughs> and that that happens when when you slam your a hammer on your thumb. That's when you say it. And then that's when you pack your tools up and you go home. You know what, Mike? Yeah. For every time that has happened, and it hasn't happened a lot of yeah. times, but I swear every time it has happened, in my mind, when I recollect about it, I swear that hammer was not swinging all that fast, and it wasn't swinging yeah, all that yeah. hard. But man, that thumb is yeah. purple. <laughs> Those, like, uh, there's a rule in the, in the in the company. It's a joke kind of rule What's with the guys, that? but it's 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 it's. Uh, I say, if you do that, you get to go home full pay, because it, there's nothing worse than that. So you you it smash stings, a thumb, man. It's just your day's not going to get any better. No. You just got to pack up, go home. Electrical tape and, and paper just, towel yeah. and try to make it, but it's just like... Mm. Oh, your day can never get any better. There's nothing that's going to make it better, so you shut her down. <laughs> um, what is your favorite vehicle? Okay, so I'm a Ford guy. I used to drive uh, an F-250, but converted to 
for, for transit, which I wish I would have done 20 years ago. I've been telling guys that it's the best. If you're in hardscaping, landscaping, roofing even, you're a pickup truck guy. But yeah. if you're every other trade, yeah. you're a van guy. Man, the van is the best. Vans? All-wheel drive, too. Oh, yeah? Which, which you got on the transit. Well, that's yeah. what you need, man. It's perfect for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your least favorite vehicle? I think Dodge Ram, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always going to be a GM4 yeah, yeah, Dodge yeah. thing or whatever yeah. it is, man. Yeah. What construction sound or noise do you love? Get the nail gun. Yeah, pneumatic, eh? Just boom, boom, Just boom. going. Just whistling, yeah. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Quick cut saw, man. Just just so damn loud, and it's smoking, and it's... it's. You know what? Zoom. The older I get, the more I got to put the muffs around that thing when it goes, yeah. man. It yeah. is it it's, is a loud piece. And I think I think it's the work like with that it's like it's what comes with the quick cut saw. It's just fucking dust everywhere and it's like coming in your nose and you're like, "Man, this is just I guess the only thing I like about the quick saw is the actual smell of fuel." Yeah. Right? But they've got those Flexful DeWalt ones that are pretty Have you tried that yet? I haven't tried it. It looks kind of I'm tempted. It, I I saw what was it? It was Brian from Target. He actually did a post where he put on the size of a car battery onto a Milwaukee SDS kind of jackhammer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swear he was handling as if you were kind of grabbing a big guy to try to fucking lift up. And yeah. I'm like, this thing just looks heavy it just looks, looking yeah. at it, I man. saw that. I saw that one. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it just, that battery, how big is that battery? Oh, it's, it's got to be a car battery. It's so. a car it's battery. Gotta be, yeah. It's massive, right? Yeah, but I don't close. know. Is it work? It close? I know some guys, for, for the purpose of the quick cut with the DeWalt, the battery, it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. It wouldn't last all day, but if you ever need it, yeah. it just kicks over. Yeah, I might I might buy that. Really? I think so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was asked by Marcelino. He was like, uh, maybe you should consider buying it, right? And I was going, yeah, but it's yellow. And he goes, well, why don't you just paint it blue then? And he goes, that, that would be a nice thing. Oh, because so I'm a Bosch guy, yeah, right? And I was yeah, like, yeah. I, he goes, oh, oh, would that be too Portuguese? And I was like, no, if I painted it green and red, that would be Portuguese, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we left it at that. What... Construction sound or noise? Oh, no, you already know that. Sorry. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt, Mike? I think I would have liked to have gotten into architecture. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I considered it too yeah. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's pretty. Uh, it's it's like glorified. It's like like you're a rock star. You show up on it's like the architects here. Like you know, some of the guys that we would run into doing those big ICI projects, they were they were fucking like known around the world. Some really? of these projects were award-winning. Like wow. these guys were absolute ballers. Just pulling up in a nice uh, Mercedes with the clean shoes and the Rolex watch. Park uh, right on sounds, the site. I take it. Sounds pretty. <laughs> yeah, right onto the fucking hoarding. Right Boom. on. Right on the site. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? I know. You know what? I'm not going to clean septic tanks, and and that's a tough honey, one. honey, yeah, yeah, honey, yeah, yeah. honey. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. the honey wagon. It just it's yeah. um it's a tough job, yeah. man. And that's been probably said too, hasn't? Yeah, it? I think it's yeah. been brought up a few yeah. times. I mean, it's just like summertime, get away from downwind, but it's that's a tough yeah. job, man. Yeah, they're hardworking guys. Yeah. Circle back. What was the one that um, what turns you off in construction? Dishonest people. Mm. It's whether it be uh, clients or subtrades or contract, I just hate that shit. Just bullshit, huh? It's okay to be wrong sometimes, man. Yeah. It's okay to own uh, it to to make mistakes, and but man, it's just so much better when you admit to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just uh, people look at you better and uh, with more integrity, and uh, yeah, that would be probably the one, the big one. You see it a lot too. It's it's yeah. well, not just in construction. I know yeah. that there's a stigma attached to it, right. but. 
that shit's everywhere. It is. Yeah. That's how it is. People are always trying to get ahead for not doing anything. Yeah. And if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I want him to say, Mike, you were uh, an awesome dad, good husband, and uh, you, you did some fucking wicked work. Come on in, buddy. <laughs> I totally forgot to ask you about, uh, I mean, you're a carpenter, yeah, so I'm trying yeah. to figure out yellow, teal, blue. You're not red. Okay, you're yes, not blue. Yeah, yeah. so we, we, we actually converted. We were going red for a while, and we went, we went to DeWalt. Were you really? Yeah, we switched over uh, two years ago. Carpentry yeah. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. So why, why the switch? It, they just offered some. They they started. They came out with a router, which I loved the the battery router, and then everyone else came out with the, the battery planer. They were coming out with this stuff all that, a little stuff. bit quicker, right? And, yeah. I, and all kind of stuff that related to to what we do. And I, I thought, okay, let's. So what'd you do with all the yellow? Uh, no, with all the red. No, 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 sorry, with all the red. Yeah, you yeah. I just to... I sold them most of them to my electrician and plumber. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I did when I did the big switch over. I just I sent out a bunch of texts to a bunch of guys, and I sent the picture, and I was like, "Guys, it's all gone. Yeah, all gone. Whoever gets here first, come first. Come first. That's it. That's it." Nice. And the guys just rolled in and yeah. just picked at it. What? Do you, how do you like? Because like, we use Bosch um, table saws. I've always been saws. like my Bosch table saw. I've always been a massive fan. Yeah, I've always been a fan of the Axial Glide miter saw. Mm -hmm. I've always liked it. I prefer ten inch. I don't like the twelve inch. Yep. The SDS. I love the SDS. Yeah. I'll pick up a small SDS, you know, a half inch. I'll pick up the one inch and, and it just like, it, it works. It works really well. I've started converting all my batteries to eight amps, all okay. the Bosch eight amp oh, ones, nice. man. So they're a little heavier, but they last a lot longer. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that, but I still have a Makita planer. I think the Makita, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makita belt sander. Yeah. I got a low profile belt sander, 321. Yeah, and I like you know that a lot. Tools, man. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, dude, yeah. I, I, I originally, I bought a fine. I bought one of the original fine yeah. multi-masters that have the 15 cord on it, 15 foot long yes. cord. And I, I, I know that it's got a cord on it. I get that it's got yeah. a cord on it, but yet it's still a nice multi-tool. It's nice, man. It, it is, is a nice tool. Yeah. It's a $500 tool yeah, with the yeah. case and everything. And, and it was hard for me to swallow at that time, but I still have it. Yeah. 10 years later, I still have it. It doesn't have an issue with it. They are fantastic. Other man. than that, I mean, I, I like the Freak Impact. Nail guns, I'm using Grex. I actually, okay. I oh, like nice. the Grex. I know some guys are like going, they don't like them, but I've got, I got four Grex guns, man. I'm oh, happy wow. with them. My 23 gauge is the Grex. Yeah. 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 Pin. I got yeah, it to yeah, pin. Yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. up to two inch. Yeah. A pin head, right? So. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I had COVID, eh? Did you I, have yeah, it? Really? So I, I don't How know. did? Really? Yeah, yeah. So four or five months ago. So As I back away here. Yeah, no, no, no. This is a long time <laughs> no, no, ago. No, no, this no. is a really long time ago. That's interesting. Yeah. So like I can give you, I don't know if you know anyone that had it, but no. uh, it, it wasn't. It what wasn't, did you feel? I had a I had a fever for about four hours. The next day I, I sweated it out and a uh, little bit tired for a few weeks. But you know, you know what the worst part about that whole thing was? Manny was I had to call my clients. And let call, them know. I had to call my employees. My wife and kids had to go get tested. No, this is funny. None of my employees, none of my clients, my wife who I kiss every day, my kids who I kiss every day. Nobody. Didn't get it. So did you know where you got it from? Yeah. So I got it. I got it at uh, at, at uh, Old Timers Hockey in Burlington. Yeah. It was it was on the news. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you had a really bad fever flu? I wouldn't even say fever. I mean, I... Like I joke around with my buds and because uh, they're like, dude, you're the only guy in Burlington that got COVID. Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, probably. But uh, I was like, I've had worse headaches. 
How long and did not it last? Not to downplay it either. Like really not trying to downplay that. It, no, no, no. But yeah. uh, how long did it last? A couple of weeks or a week? Uh, the fever? Yeah. But it, four hours. I literally had sweated it out. The next day, my it's like I pissed the bed. It was gone. Wow. Like, and that's why that's why I was like, I don't think I have it. But my wife's like, go get tested just in case, you know, because you don't because we got we we got a little baby. Yeah, of course. Who's, uh, who was probably six months at the time, and she's like, I'm a little bit worried. Like, go go get it tested. So she set me up. I got tested uh, out in Milton, and then five days later, I got the result back as as uh, positive. And then you had to stop work and. Yeah, so I stopped work, and then I had to call the clients, and they were they, they were like kind of pissed. But rightfully so, but I didn't know. I don't yeah, know. of course. I've known, right? But yeah, but they got tested. But they Your got guys tested. got they tested. They come back. Everyone. Everyone came, came back, back yeah. negative. Yeah. So but, that's a good thing. Yeah, but it you know wasn't uh, you know my guys had to shut down work for two weeks. And because I, you have to, it's mandatory. Schedules backed up. And, yeah. You know everything's kind of. But we got back on track and. That's it was interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. You're probably the only person I know. Yeah. That had it right. So yeah. I don't I don't know anybody else, but. Yeah, you don't you don't hear about it too often. But yeah, we, we I survived. I didn't I didn't end up you know being on a respirator and like that. And yeah, yeah. It reacts differently, I guess, to every other yeah. people, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's I I don't know too much about it. But I mean, if I did, I'd probably sweat it out. Yeah, I know that when I was at IBS just before it, the last IBS mm-hmm. show, twenty twenty show, I I came back and I was feeling a little ill, and I remember that I was guest speaking for Gelwin Windows. I was down there. And that's when the whole pandemic kind of started in February. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. really funny. So I had three presentations to do over three days there. And so I would just go there on my times and everything like that. On the last one, I was doing a presentation and I was just texting my girlfriend. I was like hearing about this whole pandemic thing and trying to figure out what's going on. And everything was being pointed to China. And all of a sudden I was like telling her, I was thinking about opening up my presentation with this joke. What do you think? And I just said, listen, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I was just at the Chinese pavilion. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so then she goes, please do not do that because I don't think it'd be very professional. Yeah. But what do you think Manny did? <laughs> oh, I didn't do it. It got a big laugh, man. Oh, okay. It did got a big laugh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I followed that one up with um, the AVN show was going on at the same time. Oh, nice. So the Adult Video Network yeah, show, yeah, right? Yeah. And I go, it could have been that place that I got it at too, but I'm not sure if it's COVID. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that got a laugh too, right? So I was just like going, you know what? Everyone's just so serious here. There's like, I, I need to lighten this shit up. up That's bit. all it was. But that was before the whole thing started yeah. happening. How was that, by the way? Is it is it good? The it, IBS? Yeah. Dude, I've been there nine times. Because I've, I've been to Construct Canada no, many con- times. IBS, compete? IBS is like Construct Canada on steroids. Really? Yeah. Like, But the problem is that IBS hasn't really gotten better with age. It's gotten the same. And now my my deal is, uh, you know, Will Gunnell, Gunnell Holmes? Yeah. Yeah. So he, last year or the same year before, he actually went to Germany to the bomb show there. So that's the European builder show. And he was just raving about that. And I was like, dude, okay. I was planning on coming to this show, sure. but that's the one that I want to go when everything opens up again. Okay, so you mix it up a little bit, hit that one, see how IBS, I think in the last three, four years has been the exact same thing over and over. I haven't seen anything new. The first few years that I was going to it, I was absorbing everything. I was loving it. Mm-hmm. I was going to like Atlanta, New Orleans, and then Florida, then Vegas, and I was really enjoying it. I was learning a lot. 
but it just became really, really boring. And then I said, you know what? I think I've learned everything. Now I want to go to Europe. I want to see what's going on in Europe. Cool. How they're building. Because Europe's show literally brings the entire world there. There's a small presence of North America there, but it's a huge European, Asian market there. Nice. And that's what you want to see. I, that's where I'm going to head to next, the next show. Nice. But nice. this year they're doing a virtual IBS, I think. I don't know how virtual shows don't do. They don't work. Uh, they make no sense to me. No. I know that I got an invite for Bosch uh, presentation online, and I know I'm like, okay, I'll chime in. Kohler's got one coming up in February 6th. I'm going to chime in and check it out. But I mean, like, I could see myself looking at this and all of a sudden getting really bored and start passing out. And I'm like, I'm going to click out of here before people see me pass out. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I, you got to be there. Yeah. You got to be just yeah. like this podcast. We love getting together and just meeting and then having the conversation. I think you get a much better conversation that way. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's the for reason sure. why. But yeah, I, I totally, if you haven't been, I'd say make okay. it, make it an effort to, to actually book it and go once yeah. the world is all up and running again. But it's definitely, they're going to go back and forth between Florida and Vegas. Uh, I don't know how many times you've been to Vegas, but I'm sick and tired of Vegas personally. But, uh, and then in Florida, I don't have kids, so Orlando doesn't really do anything right, for me. Right, right. But I mean, I go there for the show, right? Is what it is. I want to go to the European one next. Yeah. What, what what's your favorite product that you've kind of brought in that you start using a ton now? Brand new wise, or just in general? Just in general, like, Schluter. Yeah. What yeah. Do, what Schlu do you uh, What do you think of the Thermary? The, I've always used Thermary. Oh, have you? I've always used Thermary. So the first time that I ever saw that was was on the deck that you did at some rooftop yeah. deck, and uh, it's funny because we're doing a rooftop in March, and the guy specked out Thermary, and I've never used Talk it. Talk to me. I'll connect you yeah. with the rep there. I would because yeah. I'm like, where do you even get it from? Well, you got to go through them. I know Home Depot sells some of their products. You can buy it there, but uh, I'll, I'll connect you with the rep. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. No, I've yeah. always, uh, and funny enough, you bring that up. Thermary was one of the first companies that I saw at IBS in Atlanta. When I walked in there, it was the first year that I went to IBS. I came across the booth, quiet, quiet booth. It was this really interesting looking wood. I went up to him. We got start talking he started giving me the sales pitch and i was listening to the whole yeah. thing and all of a sudden i just said to him you know what that's really fascinating and everything but i want to put it in a shower can i put it in a shower and that was the wood shower that i built way way back and all of a sudden he was like guess you can theoretically water hot right. cold weatherproof sure i guess it makes sense and so we did it and all of a sudden we started building a relationship from there and then i was like i want to take your product and try this and try that okay no no thermary i love cutting like i love working with thermary Nice. Yeah, nice. it's a good. It's a great product, man. Seriously. Okay. And what about like the railing set? Like, what do you do for? Do they have? You can, like, I, I've built it that? before, where I've I've actually integrated with it. I've either used metal or something like that. Okay. You got to get a little more creative with it. Okay. And you got to work it a certain way. It doesn't work well with glues, so oh. you, it's all fasteners. But they have a bunch of fasteners that you can use. Nice. They have the system where it's all clips. You just snap it in place. Okay. So you don't even have to face screw it. They have the blind clips as well too. Oh. So you could buy the product with uh, grooves on the side. There's a whole thing. So you just decide, okay. like, whatever they spec'd it out for, figure out what it was. You can still face screw it if you want. Use okay. the small head screws. But you'll love it. The one thing I would recommend is cut the wood outside. The sawdust is extremely fine. Like, okay. extremely okay. fine. Sometimes it irritates some guys. Okay. If I'm inside cutting it, it's a little bit of an irritant. If I'm outside, it doesn't bother me. Okay. But yeah, know, just man. keep an eye on that. But yeah. I, I mean, I can even get you some pieces and you can just check it out and cut it. Yeah. But I even have some extra leftover ash stuff that I did, right? That even that rooftop square parquet deck that I yeah. did over the summer, that was thermary pine. 
And we, okay. I did everything at home and just in the garage and we built it, put it all together, put it on PVC sleepers and then dropped it right in place. And the clients loved it, yeah. man. Actually, you know what? I want to, I want to, when we're done this, um, maybe not tonight, but I'll give you a buzz later because I want to, I want to figure out how we do the uh, framing on top of the, the uh, patio. Be it. It's a, sorry. It's a rooftop deck on a condo. PVC so, sleepers, man. Yeah. Yeah. They okay. sell them as one and three quarter by two and a half and you can screw into them. You can glue them. So you can glue them to your asphalt. Okay. And then you can screw into them like it's regular lumber. Cool. And they okay. works perfect. And they'll never rot. Right. And they'll never twist. Okay. So PVC sleep and same rep. I'll introduce you to okay. the same rep. Done. He'll get you the sleepers and he'll get you the thermary. Done. And then, then you can actually get a good price on it and do the job and you'll look like a rock star, man. Perfect. I think, yeah, David's going to be pumped to figure that out, the client. Because yeah. yeah. he was like, I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Do we no, that's how i done Two by four pressure no, treated? No, pressure treated will never last. Yeah. Styrofoam, any kind of rigid will never last. It'll deteriorate. Okay. You'll get UV going through cracks. It'll deteriorate. Okay. So the PVC sleepers are the best way to go. Done, man. They're, seriously, I, I love that stuff. It's okay. uh, That's another thing. You just all these shavings as you're cutting it. It's these weird shavings. But it's it's literally the same material as regular composite decking. Okay. But they make it into these sleepers that you can use it for this purpose because they've done it for all these balconies. That's right. Yeah. Resting right yeah, onto yeah, concrete yeah. and they never rot at all, ever. Okay. And they'll Be last forever. Yeah, man. because one of the issues that the condo uh, court brought up was uh, combustible. Yeah. So I'm going like, we can't use wood. No. And... I'll and get you a piece of that the, the yeah. sleeper as well so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. But it drills really nice, man. It cuts really nice. It works really well. It's a perfect product. And then you have the rainwater and everything going underneath you. No problem at all, man. So. All right. Yeah, no, thermaries, you got to do that. Schluter. What else is there? Like, there's all kinds of... I, I, I liking all the new lights now, all the recess lights. I never liked the pancake lights. I thought they were ugly looking and not functional. So now I, I like that they're coming into two head, three head, four head. We're getting into more back to commercial. I like that they're going into that commercial style, architect yeah. style, recess lighting. I like that clients are getting more tech savvy with accent lighting. I love seeing a strip of yeah. LEDs here and there, but I also love that contractors and clients have to be aware of color temperature. Pay attention to color temperature. You can't get a, lamp, a chandelier that has bulbs in it at a certain temperature. Like 3K or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden get a light strip and it's at 5K. So it's really, it looks blue. And then it's right up against next to your chandelier, which looks very yellow and warm. You got to pay attention. I like the Phoenix project. This client was like so anal. He goes, I want 2,700. All of it has to be 27 Kelvin. It was like, products were being presented and it was like 29 3000 goes no you're going to see a difference and he is right you will see a difference really? you wow. it, that's how sensitive color temperature is right so guys have to start paying attention to color temperature you can't, you can't just mix and match right. a lot of ikea products are a certain temperature a lot of other lighting stores are a certain temperature so you just got to pay attention to it. every bulb tells you what the temperature is yeah. tells you the lumen count tells you the kelvin count and you have to pay attention to that so i'm i'm conscious of that hardwoods are looking nice Mm -hmm. I'm always been a big fan of full glue down now. I love full glue down versus nails or staples, man. Seriously. Okay, because I I, I almost learned the hard way with um, we did a a seven inch or eight inch uh, plank. Full glue down, dude. I almost got in big trouble. Why? Because we we started the job and I'm like, the guy's like, should we just start nailing it down? I'm like, I think. Like, let me just double check. Full glue down, man. Fuck, and that yeah. It's so. messier. It's a pain in the ass, 
But think about it. You got a seven or eight inch wide yeah. board. You have one nail at one point and seven, eight inches later, you have another nail. There's going to be the risk of cupping yeah. going on, yeah. even though it's engineered. Yeah. And I think most manufacturers specs actually state that it should be full glued down. So, and also pay attention to the substrate because you might not be able to just full glue down right onto an OSB or something like that. You have to just determine. So that's why you got to keep on going back yeah. and forth. The manufacturers already tested it. Listen to what they say. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of full glue down. And even if you want, go full glue down and nail it at the same time. Right. So what are you thinking about those uh, pair and row fixtures, the plumbing fixtures you're using? Or, or is it Hansborough? Which ones are you using right I'm, now? Right now I'm using Hans Grohe. Yeah. So what do you think of those? They're nice. I'm a little disappointed that a lot of the stuff that you spec out and you open up the box, it's plastic. Really? Yeah. The trim kits. I'm used to seeing trim kits full metal. Yeah. Either polished chrome or whatever finish it is. But it's still tingy. It's a tingy metal. But a lot of the Hans Grohe stuff is plastic. And I just find Shocking. it it's surprising yeah. because the dollar value is mid to high. Oh, yeah. And it's full plastic. Yeah. So I'm like, I've never been a fan of that. Because, I mean, not to say that's going to happen in the shower, but what if you do misstep your hand shower and it drops and it hits the plastic? I feel pretty confident you're going to break that plastic. Mm -hmm. And now you got to go source out a trim kit just for that one union or even the valve or whatever. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that a lot of plumbing products are going that full plastic like I don't get it. Yeah, it makes me nervous that a hand shower drops, it hits the tile floor, and, and smashes. Try uh, try pair and row. Yeah, they're yeah, good. That's but like it's like high end. I want it like if you grab it, it's got to have some weight yeah. to it. Yeah, this is that you'll you'll love. Yeah, it, it has to. Check man. that out. So there's yeah. there's all kinds of stuff like that. And what else is there? I mean, I like that tile. All the tiles are, are kind of more interesting now. You're getting a lot more tile now from all over the world. Yeah. We're not just stuck in one area. What about that big? Remember that? Um, it was that glass that you had in the floor. Yeah. Who, what was that all about? That's all. Uh, what do you mean? That's just glass floor. Glass floor. Triple layer. Tempered glass. Who, who came up with that? I don't know who's designed it. I don't know the history of it. I used the same company twice, M&R Metals, out of, uh, they were in Burlington, they're in, in Mississauga. They gave me the lowdown on glass. I didn't know shit about glass until then. But it's it's literally, the first one was specced out with two layers. So two layers of one centimeter thick each with a silicone uh, spread over the whole thing in between. I love that idea. It was it's, cool. It's great. It's totally. Yeah. And then we did it again in Phoenix Jobs. Oh, and, you did? Yeah, but they the architects or the engineers specced out three layers. It's fucking heavier, man. I don't understand. Why is this specking out for three layers here? It was a smaller piece, and he was asking for three layers. You know what I found in the last couple of times we had an engineer on uh, our job to spec beams? They're oversizing them. And that's, we, that's an engineer's job. Oh, man. And we, it annoys the hell out of me. We got smoked on one. Like I was like, I don't, I don't think we can fucking lift this thing through this house because it's... 80 feet long and I I got a wicked I'm sure you probably do I got an, a wicked engineer that is semi-retired that he only deals with a handful of contractors I call him up and he gives me the realistic solution mm -hmm. he doesn't give me the over-engineered solution and if there's a complicated scenario he'll actually do the math spend a few days maybe get back to me in a week and then send me the drawing hand-drawn notes hand-written and he'll be like, this is what I'm thinking. And I'll just like, Barry, listen, I just, I want to verify something here because I don't know if it's an A or B or something like that, right? Because it's all hand. Wow. And he goes, and I was like, I respect that. But he actually does the math. And he was telling me, he goes, yeah, that's totally will work. It signs off, gives me the stamp and it's done. Nice. Most guys are like, steel, 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 yeah. steel, 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 steel. And I was like, dude, man, not everything needs to be built in steel. 
if you ever get a chance, I definitely would encourage you to, to convince a client to go with the glass and go through that okay. whole thing. And yeah, I would love to try. You'll that have out. to go a continuous aluminum frame, uh, like a one and a half inch lip with a six inch uh, downturn. And then depending on the engineer, they'll either spec it a bolt, a lag bolt, four inch into LVL because it's always framed in the mm-hmm, LVL, mm-hmm. either every six inches or every 12 inches or something like that staggered. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going to come down to, uh, to the house. When we're oh, I'd love it. to check it out, man. Come by and, yeah. uh, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get some good ideas. For sure. Sit yeah. down, man. We'll have a, have a beer or two and, and chat about uh, what we like chatting or about. Or three. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, always a pleasure, dude. Thanks so much. And it was finally like, great to finally meet you, man, yeah. honestly. So I definitely, everybody who's listening, please encourage, I, reach out to me, reach out to everybody else that's been on the show, talk to them, pick their brain. All we really care about is making the industry better, stronger, and more more like together, man. That's all it's, That's all it is, man. We're not assholes out here. We're all trying to help each other. We're all trying to educate everybody. And then we learn something. You guys learn something. We want to just share this information. Hey, get that round table thing going with the estimates. Like, we're going to get and it I'm going. in, man, for we're, sure. We're going to get it. With COVID and stuff, we're literally talking about in a parking lot somewhere on a sunny yeah, day in May. It. And yeah. we all get together and, and literally like the old Donahue show with microphones and going to people and just go, who's got a question? Encourage everybody just to talk. Yeah, yeah. So it's happening. We're talking. It's going to yeah. And it's not a one-off. We want to do it like every three, four months. I think it's going to help a lot of people that don't, you know, maybe they didn't get that background on estimating. They or, don't. Or, or they're afraid to even ask. Yes. Yeah. Don't yeah. be afraid to ask. There's no yeah. stupid questions yeah. in construction, man. So just ask the question, then we'll yeah. show you. And then you can you can probably take it and figure it out your own. Yeah. Thanks so cool, much, man. Mike. Thank you. So one, one last time, Mike. Yeah. So it's uh, Mike Campbell. It's triple uh, W I B B G dot C A. And it's at Integral Bell. Integra. Integra. Integra yeah. Bell. 905-691-3830. And it's Mike at I B B G dot C A. Manny, thanks so much, man. Thanks, bro. Really appreciate it, man. What a blast. Take Take care. care. Bye-bye.